With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A Manhattan grand jury has voted to indict Donald Trump. We don't have the full details yet, but there it is, ladies and gentlemen. All of these conservative but anti-Trump people who kept saying Trump was grifting and lying, he was never going to be indicted. Oh, they have egg on their face because Donald Trump's been indicted. And you had many on the left, liberals, who were saying he was going to be indicted. They were excited for it. And you had Trump supporters saying this is an egregious violation of social or political norms. But uh, here we go. The NYPD has ordered a full mobilization. All officers are ordered to wear their uniforms and get ready for potential unrest. And uh, there's a lot to break down in that story alone. So, oh boy, do we have a lot to go through. Before we get started, we got a few things to shout out. It's the uh, last day for us for our new song, Bright Eyes. So go to TrashHouseRecords.com, purchase the song Bright Eyes for whatever you want. This is the last day. So if everybody buys the song, hopefully we can smash onto Billboard for the fourth time, getting four of four songs on Billboard. So again, Trash House Records. We also have launched Cast Brew Coffee. Yeah, we're, uh, we're sponsoring ourselves. We launched our own coffee brand. Roberto Jr. is the mascot. Go to castbrew.com. Pre-order yours today. They just entered production and they will ship by May 5th. We have two signature blends, Rise with Roberto Jr. Y'all know Roberto Jr. He's our rooster. And Appalachian Nights. Roberto Jr.'s blend is a light roast. Appalachian Nights, of course, a dark roast. And then we have, we have a Colombian and a French roast. They come in ground or whole bean. We are our own sponsors now, so we can't get canceled. If you want to support our endeavors, go to castbrew.com. And of course, go to timcast.com. Become a member because tonight we're going to have a members-only uncensored show after the main show, which I'm sure is going to be fun either way. So uh, we will also have call-ins. If you become a member, you can join our Discord server where you can submit questions and actually call into the Uncensored After Show and have your questions answered. We do that Monday through Thursday. So it will be a lot of fun. And it's going to be especially a lot of fun because today we are joined by the omni-liberal himself, Destiny. Hey, what's up? Trying really hard to follow the rules right now, okay? Yeah, all right. Uh, do you want to just tell people who you are? What do you do? You've been on the show before. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Destiny. In real life, I go by Stephen Bonnell. You can find me at youtube.com slash destiny. And I debate people from a center left slash progressive position. And that's what I've been doing for about the past six or seven years. And then before that, I was a StarCraft II semi-professional gamer. Wow. Who are you? Zerg, Protoss, Terran? Zerg, obviously. <laughs> I, I will say this. Um... There's very few people we associate with the left who, come, who are willing to come on the show. Most people we encounter, we politely offer. We'll say like, hey, we'll fly you out. We really want to have a conversation. I think they're all liars. But what I, happened to Lance? He's coming. Is he? Yeah, 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 absolutely. The surfs. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Love you, Lance. we absolutely scheduled him to come on. And he said, hell yeah. And I was like, cool. Like, I'm, I'm totally down to have anybody who's in the political conversation come on and talk about these ideas. But I got to be honest, I think a lot of them are just lying. And I don't I do not count you as one of them. I think you actually are intelligent. You have a lot of good points. And I think you just have different opinions. So I think we'll have a good conversation. So thanks for coming, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. We also have Sean from Uncensored America. Hi, how you doing? Who are you and what do you do? <laughs> oh, I give this guy a lot of trouble. That's what I do. Uh, my name is Sean Semenko. I found the free speech organization Uncensored America. And we basically host uh, speaking events on college campuses with anybody that's censored, canceled, or anything in between, honestly. And we're going to have a debate with 
Stephen and Milo coming up on Christian Nationalism at the University of Tennessee. It's going to be in wow. a couple of weeks. So that's cool. If you want tickets, go to uncensoredamerica.us, uh, and we'll have some for that. And also, Laura Loomer is going to be speaking at University of South Carolina. Right on, right on. Awesome, man. Uh, I'm Ian Crossland. You hit me up at Ian Crossland anywhere on the internet. Uh, good to see you guys. Let's move. We also have Surge over here. Yo, I am Surge.com. Pleasure, Destiny. It's nice to see you in real life. Uh, let's do this. All right. Before we uh, before we go much further, because Sean will kill me if I don't bring this up. Festival.minds.com. I believe you and I are both doing an event there in a few weeks. Yeah, April 15th. Wanna, yeah, in Austin. If you guys want tickets for that, they're still selling tickets. So okay. Yes, we're, we're doing a live TimCast IRL that Friday. And that sold out, but the Minds event is the second day at the same location, the Vulcan, and you guys are going to be there. Ian's I'll be, be there too. I'll be speaking that day. Yep. Yeah, right on. All right, let's jump into this big breaking news story. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking Manhattan grand jury votes to indict Donald Trump. Trump will be the first former president to be indicted. The grand jury's vote regards an alleged settlement made with adult film actress Stormy Daniels during the former president's 2016 campaign. According to five people with knowledge of the matter, per the New York Times, Trump and Daniels allegedly had a sexual encounter in 2006, according to the claim. Trump is the first former president to face criminal charges after office. While the specific charges are currently unknown, an indictment is expected to be announced as Trump will be asked to surrender and face arraignment. A lawyer for the former president confirmed his indictment shortly after the initial announcement, the AP reported. In a March 18th Truth Social post, Trump said he would be arrested on the 21st and called for people to protest and take our nation back. Okay, so basically after that, they postpone the indictment. Things get delayed. Then a bunch of people who are, you know, conservative but not pro-Trump started saying Trump's grifting, he's lying, it's not going to happen. Then today they announced, I think it was today they announced the grand jury was going to be suspended for a month. And then all of a sudden, just well, like a couple hours ago, they announced they voted to indict Donald Trump. So obviously, my opinion on this, as we've talked about it before, is this is silly and stupid. But while we have you, man, what do you think? Uh, I mean, if he committed a crime, I think they, he should have the book thrown at him. I think generally this is a misdemeanor crime. Usually there's a statute of limitations. But um, if records were falsified in an attempt to cover up another crime, then the statute of limitations is extended. But I don't think any of us have seen the indictment yet. Uh, so I wait till they unseal the indictment to see how silly or stupid I think it is. But hey, if he broke the law, I think he should have the book thrown at him. Even ex presidents, I, I don't agree. believe, are above the law. So I absolutely agree. I'd like to see more presidents get arrested and charged. Oh, man, make me nervous, you guys. <laughs> it's the first time in history a president's ever been indicted. No, I, I agree. I don't care. If, he, if, the, if they break the law, then they should be charged. My issue, I suppose, is it seems overtly political. I mean, how can we say that without seeing the indictment? That's a fair point. <laughs> but, but you just th said that. I said it, it seems overtly political. It's fair it to say be. we don't know for sure, but it <clears throat> seems that way, especially considering the dude campaigned on investigating Trump. They spent years, and this was the best they could come up with, that Cohen paid Stormy Daniels to not write a book or give an interview or whatever about banging Trump, and that Trump tried claiming it was legal fees despite the fact that a letter was put out 2018, where Cohen, where Cohen's lawyer said Cohen paid for it out of pocket, was never reimbursed. So, I mean, like that feels kind of like exculpatory evidence outright, which makes this seem political. So do you think that the payments to him that were recorded in the book, do you think that's all fake or? I So I don't know. Well, definitely. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm interested in seeing what, what, you know, what the reason. I just don't understand what, because like the thing that drives me the craziest, it happens with the Andrew Tate stuff too, where things will come out and people immediately say, this is political. It's partisan. It's like, well, why don't I just wait till the indictments come out? And then we can actually see. When the indictments come out, it might be that there's a lot of stuff in there. And it's like, oh, okay, that's fair. And it might be, wow, this is BS. Like, it's obviously Because political. Brad like, campaigned on doing this. Sure, but I mean, like, people can campaign on all sorts of things, right? Julian campaigned on cleaning up New York. The guy that, well, 
that literally it makes it political. If you, if you campaign on like enforcing laws, like is that a political No, he statement? campaigned on investigating Trump. <clears throat> Maybe and he thought then, Trump broke some laws. <laughs> and But it's, I mean, it's like... Yeah, I me mean, the, it seems like a fair thing to campaign show on. Me, show me the man, I'll show you the, the law that he broke, right? <laughs> well, we're about to see that show once the indictments are unsealed, huh? So, so here's, here's what I think with the, the potential of this case. Uh-huh. You have, a, you, have, you have a lawyer? I imagine you've gone through legal stuff, right? Um, not like a dedicated one, but I've, yeah, I have a couple depending on what I'm going through, yeah. Do you go through their itemized invoices? You might. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you do or not. Um, I've never made a single payment of over $10,000 to a lawyer. So usually they send me the Simple itemized thing. thing and I just, they bill by every 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. The, these bills that Trump's paying are over hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think for Cohen, wasn't it like 330000 or something at the end of the day? Yeah, something, something like that. Uh -huh. And so... I really doubt Trump was handed this invoice, looked at it and said, no, no, we can't. We can't say we paid Stormy. That's illegal. Let's falsify this record. He probably got a legal bill and was like, just pay him. I don't know. Whatever. Right. Did it wasn't the didn't Cohen claim that he and Trump had personal conversations about this particular issue? I, yes. After the fact. But in 2018, Cohen's lawyer claimed mm -hmm. Cohen paid for it personally without instruction from Trump and was never reimbursed for it. Sure. Do you so, think has Cohen claimed otherwise now? After the fact, yes. Cohen yeah. has claimed otherwise. So and those I, claims were under... Uh, oath, correct? Uh, then he should be charged with perjury if that's sure. the case. But I was mean, the the statements by his his boss were those statements under oath? His boss? Yeah, or the, or the other lawyer. lawyer? Yeah, the other lawyer were those under oath? I'm I don't know who the the letter was filed with. So, something so, that Rosenstein said up. that I think was really important when he was asked for um, questioning. This was like three or four years ago, I think, is um, he would get very irritated when he was brought before Congress and claims of the media. I think Jim jo uh, Jordan did this to him. He, the claims in the media would be brought before him and they'd say, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And he says, well, I don't think that's true. And he's like, do you think they're lying? And something Rosenstein said was, well, if you think they're lying, bring them and, and have them testify under oath. So I think it's important when we look at people's statements. People will say a lot of things. We saw this with Giuliani and his claims about Trump. People say a lot of things. And then when they're under oath, their stories change significantly. So I'd, I'd always be cautious to compare statements made under oath to something that some guy might have just said in a letter or said to the press or said to a friend who's rosenstein i think this was sent to the federal uh, election commission the, uh maybe yeah that's what it's it, it mm -hmm. says uh, via email federal election commission office of complaints examination and legal administration attention crystal dennis and the letter says that cohen did it of his own volition he paid for it out of pocket he was never reimbursed so i i, I would put it this way it seems political when you have a letter like this from years ago from five years ago and but but again, fair point. We'll see what happens. My my issue with it for the most part is really with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Falsified record misdemeanor charge. We, you want to get into the debate about Barack Obama blowing up a kid? Because I, I, I would absolutely love to talk about that. Um, uh, look, if they want to give Trump a misdemeanor charge and slap me and lock him up for however many months a misdemeanor gets him, I would absolutely be willing to make that to, to agree. You're right. He's got to be charged. Next up, Obama. He blew up a kid. He blew up a bunch of kids. I don't know if Obama broke a law. I think I, I don't think Americans of any capacity are allowed to kill other Americans. Of any capacity? Don't cops do it all the time? <laughs> Not like... <laughs> I mean, it seems but, like they're in the service well, 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 of doing... Well, 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 a little, little bit of a semantic trick you played there, right? Okay. Obviously, you can kill people in self-defense, mm -hmm. but Obama bombed a civilian restaurant in Yemen, a country we're not at war with, killing civilians, including a 16-year-old American citizen. Like, you can't, if you're in the military, 
you can't just or a cop you can't just go and kill somebody murder you can't murder yeah but i imagine the justification obama would use was that this was in defense of of u.s interests or defense of the united states and in his role as commander in chief the president of the united states has offered wide deference from the supreme court for taking actions in the commission of protecting the united states even if we disagree with them yeah i think that's criminal I mean, well, that's fine. But there's a difference question of like, is it illegal versus do you think it's criminal like bad? Right. It's probably I, bad, I guess. But like so. So the, the Obama administration's <laughs> argument was that they were trying to target a terrorist leader. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I mean, you make a fair point, but I'd be willing to argue that the president does not have the authority to bomb countries we are not at war with. Well, what about when Trump assassinated Soleimani? That was an assassination. Where was that taking place in? Was in that Iraq. In Iraq. Yeah. A country we have an AUMF over. An authorization for use of military force. I don't think the but, authorization but, for use of military force. I'm pretty sure we were on good terms with Iraq at that point. I don't know if we had de- um, the ability to do whatever we wanted in that country. For that was a but, political assassination, though. But which I there are executive I, orders that are against in the United and I, States. And I but, don't disagree. Sure, but like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that in general, there's multiple questions going on here. We can say, do we um, do we think it's wrong or bad? Probably, I think generally the United States uh, president killing American citizens generally a bad thing, unless there's really good justification for it. But there's a difference between that versus is it illegal. And I think that the law tends to, we argued about this a little bit before the show, um, when, when Trump was doing things at the border that we thought, uh, when I say we progressives and the left got really mad at, um, the Supreme Court tended to side with him because the president has given wide deference over matters well, of What was he doing on security. the border? Um, I think it was when he was using, um, he couldn't get the funding for the border wall. Um, oh, no, no, no. It was over banning certain people coming into the country. Uh, mm. When he he named the, there were seven Muslim majority countries. And when he was running for president, even Giuliani said he's trying to find ways to do a Muslim majority ban. Technically, he's not allowed to Venezuela, do that. Venezuela and North Korea are on that list, though. Yeah, well, he changed it up, I think, after the first one got, or didn't go through for whatever reason. But once he did that ban, when people tried to challenge it, the Supreme Court basically said, uh, president, border, he can do almost anything he wants because it's the president yeah, of the Yeah, but that's not blowing up a kid. I didn't you know say it was mean? blowing up a kid, but no, I'm just saying so that in general, like, you would think that like, well, if we're talking like border, uh, if we're talking about like po- passing policy at the border, that seems like a congressional thing. Like we should be passing laws about I'm immigration not, policy, but the president can do that basically all on his own because the Supreme Court's like, hey, he's a president, national security, he can do almost whatever he wants. I think, I, th- I think, I think, I think I see the disconnect. I'm, I'm less concerned with legality. Okay. I'm only talking legality. So. Right. So I think that a president who bombs a country we're not at war with mm-hmm. should be stripped of his power and criminally charged for killing an American citizen. And it should be literally under the U.S. murder statutes that are covered by multiple state and federal laws. I don't, I, I, I don't look at it like, well, you know. Is a murder statute, could I, in Tennessee, get arrested if I bomb somebody in Yemen? Is that a, <laughs> I don't know what the. I mean, that's a good point. You, you might. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. I mean, that might be like way worse than murder. It might be terroristic, international. Uh, there might like I'm pretty sure if you as an American citizen set up a bomb in a foreign country, you'd be criminally charged in the U.S. Julian yeah, but Assange I don't know if it'd be under crim- state statutes, right? That sounds like some federal international federal. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Julian Assange is being criminally charged in the U.S., even though he's not a U.S. citizen who didn't do anything in the United States. Kim.com for that matter, too. I mean, the dude's never even been, was never this country and they mm-hmm. went after him. So I just think that when we, I think it's really important that we separate conversations of what should somebody be charged with versus like, what do we think is wrong? And I, I think both conversations are important. We could talk about like, is this wrong or is it not wrong? And there's probably a good conversation to be had there, but there's a difference between that versus like, somebody needs to be charged here. Cause like, well, charged with what? Is there actually a crime broken or is it just like, we're really upset about this particular thing, which is fair. Yeah. The, I think the Patriot Act's insane and the National Defense Authorization Act, insane. It gives them the, uh, I mean, it really gives the president the authority to bomb an American citizen anywhere See, in the United it, States. It, it doesn't. It gives them the right to rendition anyone anywhere in the world and then hold secret tribunals. And I think that's wrong. And I think if we're going to just play like the, the question of is it legal? 
well, then there's a whole lot of really awful stuff the government's going to end up doing if we just say, well, they made it legal so they can do it. But they, yeah, they but can't. this is what I always fight against, like when it comes to like BLM and everything, too. Um, it, it's important to change the laws. If we want people to be held accountable, we have to change the laws to reflect what we think our moral will is so that we can actually get people to be held accountable. Because otherwise you just get a bunch of people that are like, this is wrong. Do something. It's like, OK, well, I don't know what you want us to do. Like, it's not illegal. Like, we can't do anything about it. You know? If we changed the law and it made it illegal to bomb kids in Yemen, then we wouldn't be able to charge people that were doing it while it was legal. Because it was legal when they Retro did it. Yeah, probably. But I mean, do we want to make it so that when we change laws, we can retroactively? No, right, right. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, like I don't. We're probably. I don't think we're ever officially at war with Syria, right? No. But Trump bombed the airport. Is that like? But again, he's the president. It's our military. Like, I guess the other question is, you know, in talking about Abdurrahman Alalaki, he wasn't the intended target. The in intended target was somebody else, and uh -huh. he and he had just a few weeks prior killed Anwar Alalaki, Abdurrahman's dad. Uh -huh. So he kills this guy who's an American citizen. Then argues, well, look, you know, he was a jihadi. He was preaching against the United States. He had to be stopped. Uh -huh. But then a few weeks later, he targets a civilian restaurant in Yemen, blows up this restaurant with a drone strike, killing a, killing Anwar al-Lucky's son, Abdul Rahman. And the response was, well, we were targeting a terror leader, so it's okay. So I guess the question is, I, I'm, I'm curious as to the legalities and the moral standing of, one, does the president have the legal authority to kill anyone in any country at any time in the eyes of the United States, if he does and hits the wrong target and kills an innocent American citizen, is there a manslaughter uh, similar charge for this kind of conflict? I think internationally, uh, unfortunately, I, I think we just don't tend to hold countries responsible. Um, this has happened multiple times. Um, I'll avoid the USS Liberty example because that's a, a whole loaded thing. But um, there was, let's see, I think Iran... Um, after we killed Soleimani in the night or the night after that followed, um, Iran accidentally shot down, I think, one of their own civilian airliners. Um, and there were wow. no charges. Nothing was held for that. Um, I believe in, for, in Iran, in, in Iran. Yeah. And they're like I, authoritarian, though, you know, true. No, I'm just saying. But internationally, um, I believe it happened over Ukraine as well. I think that there was a missile launched from Crimea, I believe. Mm -hmm. It was probably um, with the assistance of Russian troops that there, there was a civilian airliner shot down there. That um, nothing happened. The United States, I believe. Um, I think we shot down a civilian plane um, that killed like over 150 or over 200 people. That might have been um, south of Iran, I think, um, flying towards Saudi Arabia, maybe. And, and we didn't do anything about that. We said sorry. But I think that was like 200 or so. So said, I mean, it happens. It sucks. But I mean, precedent internationally is that like sometimes mistakes happen. Countries do mistakes. They're bad. And you pay money sometimes. But there's usually not like criminal courts for those types of mistakes. The now that it was proven, then, yeah, of course, we say. Um, yeah, but. The best I could do on short notice, the ACLU, ACLU wrote an article saying that it was unlawful. Well, if the ACLU said it. No, I mean, yeah, it's... it's when it's, they said which was unlawful. The, the, not just the killing of Abdul, uh, Abdulrahman al-Awlaki, but the other civilians that were killed in these, in these countries we're not at war with was... It says the killing program isn't only unlawful, it's unwise. And that's about, you know, on the short term. There have been legal arguments made that Obama does have the right to kill Americans abroad. Uh -huh. But I kind of feel like, you know, we've got multiple amendments that afford American citizens a plethora of rights before they can just kill you. So that, that's, where I, that's where I'm at on the issue, I suppose. Uh -huh. Do you still have American rights when you're in another country? You, you still pay taxes, so yes, you do. And, and, if and the State Department will send guys to rescue you if you're kidnapped. Maybe. Um, this is the first I've heard of the USS Liberty that you mentioned earlier. This oh, God, no, don't even do it. 1967, <laughs> during the Israeli Six-Day War, they accidentally <sighs> torpedoed or they shot down a... Yeah, but depending on who you ask, it's not an accident. That's like a whole can of worms of <laughs> weird Jewish let's, stuff. Let's, uh, yeah. let's, let's jump to this next story. 
from TimCast.com, quote, political persecution, election interference at the highest level in history. Trump responds to indictment, will reportedly surrender early next week. Never before in our nation's history has this been done. The statement from Trump, let's pull it up. Let's read it. Here we go. If I can, text is kind of small. He writes, this is political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history. From the time I came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower, and even before I was sworn as sworn in as your president of the United States, the radical left Democrats, the enemy of hardworking men and women of this country, have been engaged in a witch hunt to destroy the Make America Great Again movement. You remember it just like I do. Russia, 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 the Mueller hoax, Ukraine, 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 impeachment hoax one, impeachment hoax two, the illegal and unconstitutional Mar-a-Lago raid, and now this. The Democrats have lied, cheated, and stolen in their obsession with trying to get Trump. But now they've done the unthinkable, indicting a completely innocent person in an act of blatant election interference. Never before in our nation's history has this been done. The Democrats have cheated countless times over the decades, including spying on my campaign, but weaponizing our justice system to punish a political opponent who just so happens to be a president of the United States and by far the leading Republican candidate for president has never happened before ever. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, who was handpicked and funded by George Soros, is a disgrace. Rather than stopping the unprecedented crime wave taking over New York City, he's doing Joe Biden's dirty work, ignoring the murders and burglaries and assaults he should be focused on. This is how Bragg spends his time. I believe this witch hunt will backfire massively on Joe Biden. The American people realize exactly what the radical left Democrats are doing here. Everyone can see it. So our movement and our party, uh, united and strong, will first defeat Alvin Bragg, and then we will defeat Joe Biden. And we are going to throw every last one of these crooked Democrats out of office so we can make America great again. Well, very interesting. What do you think? They better be doing a really good job at that office. Um, I think there's a lot of political consideration that has to go into these charges because it is, um, it is a it's a really scary world when your criminal justice system is potentially interfering with an election, which is something that, um, despite what some Americans think, that's all of our intelligence agencies try really hard to avoid this exact scenario where you might be indicting or arresting or charging with crimes like somebody that could be running for president. So I, I hope that whatever they have, I hope when these indictments are unsealed, some really solid stuff, and it's not just a whole bunch of like, you know, Lucy, whatever, that ends up falling apart. What do you think about, uh, he mentions Ukraine. What do, you th- do you remember the whole Ukraine gate fiasco impeachment? Um, Donald I, Trump quid pro quo. Yep, I do remember that. Yeah, what, what about what, it? What are your thoughts? Uh, am I allowed to say the F word? Uh, yeah, after 15 seconds, yeah. I mean, we try to keep In it family friendly. the first 15 seconds, okay. they demonetize. Yeah, we, I think that's fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that impeachment, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. You, you, you think Trump committed a crime? With, Absolutely. What, yeah. what, you want to elaborate? I know it might be a, a bit, it's been a long time. It's I been a know. while, but my understanding was that Trump contacted Ukraine, Zelensky, and he was asking if there was wrongdoing done by, um, I think it was by Biden, and finding that prosecutor, and if they had any information about potential wrongdoings that Hunter Biden or Joe Biden had been involved in in Ukraine. And in exchange for that, he wanted to withhold aid that was already congressionally approved to Ukraine. For that, so what's wrong with that? Like, why is why is that was that a problem? Um, legally or morally, or both, either whatever. You uh, think. Legally, I believe it's because I don't think the president has the authority to withhold that aid. I don't remember what the legal arguments for on that. Um, for the the moral part is our president uh, probably shouldn't be asking other countries to investigate like wrongdoings of political opponents. That's a really but scary Joe Biden world. wasn't running for office at the time. Um, I, I mean, it, then, then why was he? Hold on. I'm trying to think of the timeline for this. Yeah, Joe Biden, it was a year before he announced. 
That was that, that was part of the controversy that Joe Biden had not announced he was running for office at all. No, but hold on. He might not have announced it, but like no, I'm pretty sure most people knew he was running. Like in the early polls, like if you looked at real, uh, real clear progress, if you looked at a lot of the polling aggregate sites, like they were already polling Biden. He'd already been factored in quite a while. He I, might have announced that he was going to run for office, but I'm pretty sure a, a lot of people were expecting it. I mean, I mean, that's just speculative media <laughs> stuff. So t- Trump isn't actively investigating a political opponent. Unless the argument is we all secretly knew that was going to be the case. They were like Bernie Sanders was still in the race. There were a bunch of other people at the time. The controversy was like, why Joe Biden? There were there were other Democrats that were actually talking about running and it wasn't Joe Biden. He announced late. He did announce late, but he was still factored into the polls really early because a lot of people thought he was going to run. The question is, though, is that do we want the president contacting other even if he's not running? He is still the the vice president did the same thing. Is that if the vice president was I think that anytime you're reaching out, like, let's ask if we pull back on a macro level. Why is Trump asking this information? Does he genuinely think that there's been some grave wrongdoing done by the Bidens that needs to be corrected for? And if so, why isn't he asking our intelligence agencies for information about this? Why is he going to another country and asking? I mean, I don't, we, we, it's, we have the Five Eyes Spy Club. We do that all the time. It, it, it's when right. we go to, we don't do that all the time. Going to another leader and saying, hey, I need you to get dirt on a potential political opponent because I think I there's something. Well, but, he wasn't a political opponent. And he, he, did, he is a political, even if he, he was the vice president of the former uh, opposite party guy that he just, um, as he came into office. What do you mean? He's some kind of political opponent, right? I mean, even if he's, even if he wasn't directly running yet, like I would argue any, if he was asking this so, for like so AOC, for instance, Trump did, I would say that it's similar. Trump right? didn't go to, the president of Ukraine and say, I got this political opponent I need dirt on. He said, what's up with this video of Joe Biden threatening to withhold congressionally approved aid unless you take action on his behalf? And the president of Ukraine was like, I'm not sure. And he goes, well, can you look into that? I want, I want to know what that's about. It wasn't just, can you look into that? It was, if, if you don't find what I need, I might withhold aid that's already been congressionally approved for you. And that so, was the issue. If he was just asking questions, we wouldn't be having the conversation. He would well, have been so, impeached, right? So this is the point that I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. When, when this started and Donald Trump asked about this, specifically because there was a viral video of Joe Biden outright admitting to threatening to withhold congressionally approved aid unless a prosecutor got fired, you had Joe Biden breaking the law. Sure. So there was a video of Joe Biden on stage making the claim slash joke on stage where he's saying, I told him, if you don't do it, you're not going to blah, 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 blah. But in terms of him, like, well, but in terms of there actually being a serious offer on the table where he was like threatening to withhold aid, I'm not even sure if that was ever the case. We have that one statement that he was made publicly. Number one, signed a sworn affidavit that it's what happened. Sure. Number one. Number two, the um, impetus for Shogun being removed from Ukraine was not to get some kind of political dirt on, on an opponent. It was a completely different scenario. This is a it prosecutor just, that all of Europe and, and over half of Ukraine wanted fired, that the United States was acting on behalf of the Western world and trying to pressure this prosecutor out because of his lack of prosecuting corruption in the country. That's a totally different thing than I threatened to withhold aid from this guy because he's not giving me dirt on potential political opponents. So why is it that the guy who was being investigated, Mykola Zlachevsky, returned to the country? He had fled when Shokin was, was investigating him. And then after Joe Biden got Shokin removed, Zlachevsky returned to the country to begin working on Burisma again. Why did he return to the... Co- well, so, so, well, so, I, well, so, it could have been for any number of reasons. I'm not sure. Right, did, so the, the, the argument from the Democrats, the, the specific corruption that wasn't being prosecuted referring to is the prosecution of Mykola Zlachevsky, the, the founder of Burisma. Okay. And the argument they made was, he wasn't investigating him. That was the problem. And then Joe Biden says, and we, we, got, we got him out, and then they put in someone solid. The only issue is, when Shokin had about a dozen active investigations into Burisma and Zlachevsky, Zlachevsky fled the country. They tried, they froze his account. When Biden came in and got the prosecutor fired, Zlochevsky safely returned to Ukraine without fear of criminal prosecution. When Donald Trump made that phone call, Zlochevsky fled again.
So it sounds more like so uh, you've got Hunter Biden on the board of Burisma. You got a former CIA director on the board of Burisma and Zlochevsky, the founder. And Shokin was invested, had 12 different active, inv- around 12 to 14. All of the investigations into Burisma were dead. No, they weren't. They, That's not they, true. They, it was Wrong. absolutely true. Completely they false. They were only revived one month before Shokin was forced out. I Every mean, single one of those probes was completely dead. That that's that's wrong. I it's mean, not, I, we, 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 you can Google it, and look for it if you want. Yeah. I, I, so I, I'm citing Matt Taibbi. Oh who, God. Right. And if you don't, if you don't want to trust a journalist or whatever, or, or like is, any actual like article, actual, not a tweet, like like any. I'm not like actual, a tweet. I'm talking about an article that he wrote <laughs> breaking down what happened with Ukraine and his investigation into Tlachevsky. And this is from like 20. Okay. So your claim is that um, the the probes into Burisma never went cold and never died. That they were active the entire time. They, they they were active the entire time. Right. Okay. My so, understanding so, is that those probes were all cold and all dead. And it was part of the well, reason hold on. You why. Said dead before now you're saying cold. It's the same thing. They weren't being actively worked on. So but there were probes, but nobody was doing anything with them until the, it was one month before Shokin was actually ousted that there was some progress started to be made on those. So the, but, the, that, that, that's a very difficult question to, to get into. The fact is there were active investigations. Well, but Whether, that's kind of the meat of what we're talking about, right? Well, so. <laughs> it's kind did, of important to settle the fact of the were, matter on that. Yeah. Were there 12 investigations, yes or no? There, I know that there were investigations open for a couple of years, but my understanding is they That's were open. Matters. It's not all that matters. They were dead investigations. There wasn't any progress that. being made on them. That's what I read that was reported. Right, right. My, my point is this. But that's pretty important because if they were being actively investigated, then that obviously changes a little bit the story that we're telling. So right? did Shokin have investigations into into Burisma and Slachevsky? Yes, he had about a dozen. But whether or not did investigations are alive or dead, isn't that important? You don't did, think so? Did Slachevsky flee the country while these were on the books? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yes, he did. I, I, I don't, I don't know. When, sure. when Shokin was removed, <laughs> And the, and the investigations were officially stricken, Zlochevsky returns. So do you think that there are criminal wrongdoings that he's done that he's not being prosecuted for? What I think is that the United States is in, in an energy crisis and in, in a war with Eastern powers. The United States has been trying to get a pipeline for natural gas called the Qatar Turkey pipeline into Europe, but Syria said no. Syria destabilizes for whatever reason. We want to run that pipeline through Syria, through Turkey, into Europe to offset the Gazprom gas monopoly. Russia runs natural gas into Europe through Ukraine through Gazprom. It's about 20%. It's massively powerful for them and allows them to control prices. The United States has interests in setting up an energy company to offset that monopoly, hence Burisma. Hunter Biden's on the board, probably for these reasons. A former CIA director, probably for these Wasn't reasons. Wasn't Burisma one of the smaller gas companies in that country? And it's, other, and, and, the, the, absolutely. And it seems like, like the U.S. was trying to compete with Russia to get cheaper gas to Europe. And the argument made was that Europe was constrained by high gas prices from Russia and that we wanted the European economy to be bolstered and grow faster to compete with China. But Russia was basically keeping us pinned down. Sure. This is nice conjecture. But like, is there anything backing up any of this aside from like this is all the official reporting? What do you mean by official reporting? So the there only, was official reporting the only that we got rid of Shokin because we wanted to bolster U.S. interest. That's in the it. only speculation I have. I'm saying based on the facts, it seems to me. The issue was Shokin did have investigations into Burisma, which was a problem for U.S. interests, not because of corruption, but because we're it's a it's more of a war front. It's more of a. Do you think do you need... think that Shokin was a corrupt prosecutor? No. OK. Do, why did all of Europe and a lot of Ukraine hate him? Because Europe wants cheap gas. 
Shokin was impeding that. It's not an issue of corruption. It's an issue of conflicting He was impeding it how? So active investigations into Burisma are impeding U.S. interests in competing with gas. Burisma isn't even the largest uh, gas player in that country, though. That's not the point. We didn't we we don't have the cutter Turkey pipeline into Ukraine because Syria blocked it. So you have a multi-front effort going back to, I think, like the 2000s to get cheaper natural gas into Europe. So, of course, they're not going to like anybody who's got eastern uh, allegiances. It's it's possible that with Ukraine, you had in the eastern part of the country, more pro-Russia sentiment. With Yanukovych, you had more pro-Russia sentiment. And you had government officials that were like, look, we are not just pro-West. Of course, then he gets ousted. There's a, there's a, there's unrest. Uh, I can't what remember. What do you mean? For Yanukovych, though, Yanukovych was standing alone with that pro-Russian status, though. That wasn't all the government officials. That was part of the reasons why people were so upset with Yanukovych was because right. he was trying to, to push for Russia in opposition to what their that, parliament was even pushing that's for. That's what I'm right? saying. And so there's right. probably, he wasn't the only person. The sentiment was fairly split, but le- was leaning towards the EU. Had been voted on by their parliament like to favor the EU. That was what the vote right. was for. And so the, the, the way I see it is there are probably elements of that government that were more favorable to Russia, which is why Europe doesn't like them. The, the people, you, you, uh, Ukrainians who want to be a part of the EU and members of the EU who want Ukraine to join because they want more control over natural gas, of course, naturally would oppose anybody who was siding with Russia. Do you think that Ukraine was a corrupt country prior to 2014? Yes. Okay. I mean, it's. Do you think so? When so for all of Europe and for everybody complaining about the corruption um, and stuff relating to Shokan, you think that all of that was BS and they just didn't like him because he was preventing their cheap oil or cheap gas? Say that one more time. You you think that all of the upsetness that people across Europe and Ukraine had with Shokan had nothing to do with any of the corruption of the country or his lack of pressuring? Because like that's the official story that's given, and it seems to be like pretty consistent throughout. Like I can only I can only speak on a surface level about this one particular issue because I don't know the inner workings of all of Ukrainian politics. Okay, but what I do know is there has been a tremendous effort by Western forces leading to outright physical military conflict to get natural gas into Europe to offset Russia's control of gas prices. Naturally, it seems like these things are related. Speculative. The facts are the U.S. went to Syria and said, can we build the Qatar Turkey pipeline? Syria literally said to the United States, that would be bad for our ally, Russia, so we will not allow it. For fortunately for us, for whatever reason, Syria falls into civil war and we just happen to oppose the guy who denied that. I don't think the whole reason for opposing it has to do with gas, but it's convenient for us nonetheless. We weren't able to do it. And to make it worse, Iran wanted to tap the same natural gas field and send the gas through Iraq and Turkey into Europe to strengthen Russia's control of energy. So the, the, the argument was the EU is trying to grow and become a unified bloc to compete with the growth of China. And Russia was basically impeding us because Russia wants to be their own big dog, right? Sure. Let, so, um, man, if you ever wanted to re, uh, revisit a detailed breakdown of this, it would be interesting to do a little bit of reading prior to this. But let's say, let's say hypothetically I grant you all of that. Why didn't Trump say any of that? Trump doesn't know what the, what the hell is going on. Okay, so then Trump's investigation into so the impetus he for this saw whole conversation. On the internet, bro. Okay, so the, yeah, so the impetus <laughs> for this whole conversation of like Trump pressuring them to find out if any wrongdoings happened had nothing to do with anything that you just laid out. It was just having to do with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. It had to do with him seeing a video and then seeing people and post memes. Probably, to be completely honest, it was Tucker Carlson, sure, who said something. But like, it was a little bit more than just asking questions because if he was just curious, I don't think that the the question of aid being withheld would have ever been brought up in that conversation. So clearly, there was a little bit. I, you're saying that Biden wasn't seen as a political opponent at all. But if that was the case, I don't know why Trump would go so far to try to solicit information from the Ukrainian government such that he would withhold aid or threaten to withhold aid in exchange for some information about him. You know, so, whether, what, what, seems like a random politician to target. Like, why would he be so dead set on? getting information about he Biden. He the Democrats. They were calling him a Russian spy. 
I think there's a little bit. More. Like, I think it has like to be revenge. a little bit more than that. I, revenge to throw away to sure, get you, impeached. You, you, I mean, you, you can think that, but I'm not even. I'm not. I don't even care all that much about the speculation as to why he did it. Right. Sure. If you want to argue, well, that I think that's can, probably not... one of the most important parts. That is the most important part is why he did it. But you because have to make assumptions was... to get to that point. Do I? Ha- if you he's do. asking for dirt specifically with respect to a political opponent, I'm making assumptions. I feel like there's a lot more assumptions being made on your end that he was just genuinely interested in what Joe Biden had said and was threatening to withhold aid because he wanted a legitimate investigation of the firing of a prosecutor. I'm, I mean, I feel like it's pretty what legitimate. We, what he we prob- know yeah. is that he said. What's going on with this video? I want to see some action on this or else, right? I feel like there was a little bit more said than that, but I don't remember because it's been a long time. Well, I'm just, I've... I'm just trying, I was trying to paraphrase, paraphrase for the sake sure, of Sure, but I feel like the, the specific request that he was making for information are probably pretty important. I could look up exactly what the charges are alleged, but it's been a while. But um... So I, I guess the reason I bring it up is mm-hmm. not to just debate Trump or whatever, sure. but, to, but to ask the question of, should we indict Joe Biden for doing the same thing? I don't believe Joe Biden did the same thing, though. The request and who it was on behalf of was far different than. The but Joe Biden does not have the authority to threaten to withhold congressional. I don't know if Joe Biden aid. actually threatened to withhold aid. But or he admitted that was, on camera that he did. He said he said something on camera that I don't he know. He literally if that's what he said on did. camera, "I told him that if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting the billion dollars." And he said, yeah. you, "You don't have the authority to do that." I said, "Call the president, ask him, see what he says." Well, son of a bitch. Six hours later, he's fired. Trump also said on camera that he could shoot somebody on 6th Street and not get arrested for it. But that's different from admitting to do committed crimes. I don't know if Biden admitted to a crime there or if he was just talking shit. Biden also was in front of an audience saying that he had, what, like 170 IQ and graduated from Harvard Law or something, right? <laughs> he obviously didn't do that, right? Is so it, I, I don't so, know when Biden is on stage and like, oh, I told him I was going to withhold it. I don't know if he's just like, you know, he got his big boy pants on and he's talking shit. If he actually did do that and he didn't have the authority to do it and it was on behalf of some selfish motive or whatever, then yeah, I think there should obviously be an investigation. It's not the fact that there's never been an official statement confirming that. There's never been any. Um, aside from the Ukrainian officials confirming that and the, Maybe the there should be everything relating to that yeah but every time Republicans say there should be and they go and look they find nothing okay <laughs> but uh, whether it's Benghazi whether it's Hillary's emails whether it's uh, the, well, a lot of the Hunter we, Biden we, stuff we, like, we know the Hillary's email stuff is was there like that's that's not even we don't know if Hillary Clinton gave a command to delete stuff that shouldn't have been deleted to impede an investigation we don't know that we, well, did, we never we, found information we, we, we which is that, what the charge would have been for sure sure we know that she had a server with 35,000 emails on it we know that we her do. staff smashed hammers we know that um, one of her staffers, I guess, went, what, he went on Reddit and he said, how can I purge emails with someone's name on it or something like that? Sure. And like, I think, didn't he get charged or something? I don't know. I can't remember. I think it was granted immunity in exchange for information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's case. crazy, right? I remember when that happened, like some dude on Reddit found the account and they mm-hmm. were like, I think this guy worked. Sure, but the crime <laughs> that we were looking for was whether or not Hillary Clinton ordered classified emails to be deleted. It doesn't I mean, seem like that was, it, we spent a whole lot of time talking about that. And for all the complaining that we do about a judge indicting Trump or intelligence agencies interfering in elections, Comey coming out and making the statements that he did about Hillary Clinton were not only unprecedented, but also potentially election altering too. So, I mean. Do you, do you think Barack Obama ordering a drone strike that killed an American citizen warrants an investigation of that? Um, there might have already been an investigation. I don't know what the, the vetting process inside of orders from the government. Well, like whether, for, whether there was or wasn't, do you think there should have been? Um, yeah, there probably always should be when, when there's collateral damage. Didn't it happen? Um, was it in Afghanistan or Pakistan? Wasn't there a hospital that we accidentally bombed like a year and a half ago, I think? Probably. Where I think like 20 or 30 people died and it was all civilians. Yeah. Like, yeah, anytime something like that happens, there should obviously be some type of oversight. And, but that's and, different between like, there needs to be a criminal charge for an intentionally destructive act done, right? There, you agree that there's a world of difference between um, Biden ordered an American citizen killed overseas versus American citizen dies as a result of collateral damage from a drone strike. Those two things are worlds apart, right? Well, the, the added context is we're not at war with this country and it was doesn't just matter. There's, there's it doesn't matter. Even if we aren't at war with the country, they're still worlds apart, right? Well, so we'll slow down for a second. 
Sure. My question is very simply: if the authority we're not granted we're not, to the president does not extend to bombing any random country. Well, it seems like that's not where we're at legally right now, right? I think it's not. It's where we're. It's not where we're at because the American people don't do anything about it. Did we vote in Congress to bomb the Syrian airport when Trump returned fire for whatever gas attacks? No, but I think there's something different to an active war zone. We do have troops on the ground in, and I don't agree with. Yeah, Trump we're not firing. at war with Syria. We have we have ground troops. We haven't we haven't declared a war since since World War II. I don't. Sure, agree. But we didn't even have a UA uh, Senate use of yeah for authorized I don't, military. I don't, force, I don't right? agree with Trump's firing. Sure, of missiles. I'm just saying that like let, like if an American citizen even would have died on died the base. Though. Yeah, I'm just saying that we're not voting for war in these areas, right? We're still bombing them. So it seems like when you if you're asking me a moral question versus a legal question, those are two different things. If you're asking me legally, it seems like that seems to be that the president can indeed order drone strikes on places that we're not at war with. That seems to be where we're at legally right now. Morally, mm-hmm. should he be able to? I don't know. I don't know what the justification is for that, but. Let's jump to this next story from the Tampa Bay Times. DeSantis says Florida will not assist in possible Trump extradition after indictment. The Florida governor weighed in on Twitter. He said the weaponization of the legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on its head. It is un-American. The Soros-backed Manhattan DA has consistently bent the law to downgrade felonies and to excuse criminal misconduct. Yet now he is. And there's a second tweet here. Where is it at? Wait. Oh, okay. Yet now he is stretching the law to target a political opponent. Florida will not assist in an extradition request given the questionable circumstances at issue with the Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political agenda. Uh, what are your thoughts? Is he actually Soros-backed? I think so. Or was it that like, because I thought that the actual thing was like George Soros uh, contributed to a pack that has also contributed to him. I think, yeah, it, I think it's a little different, but regardless. Yeah, but even, I, even outside of that, I mean, Ron DeSantis saying sure. we're not going to allow. What, what is he saying? We're not going to extradite, right? That's what it sounds well, like. Well, you know, did he even really say that? He said we'll not assist in the extra, extradition. It's like a pretty mm-hmm. tepid statement, to be completely honest. So I don't even know if there's an actual question to be asked. Should Florida assist in the extradition? Like, does it matter? Well, it kind of matters. I, I think mean, it would. Like, ma- I think it matters based on the precedent of the crime. If this is a crime that they wouldn't normally extradite for, then they probably don't have an, an obligation to, right? Like, I don't think California would extradite me if I had like an outstanding speeding ticket in Iowa, right? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, this is this might be a similar thing where they don't extradite. But if there was like a if somebody like did a double homicide and Florida's like we're not going to extradite him, that'd probably be a pretty big deal. But yeah. I don't know for a crime like this if it's if extradition is ordinary or not. Donald Trump, it, what's the what's the what's the charge that he falsified um, a legal bill? To, to well, it's that he falsified a legal bill, but it has to be something more than that, right? Because that charge in and of itself is a misdemeanor that the statute of limitations would have expired on. So it's that he falsified that legal bill in the commission or the obscurement of another crime. I think it's related to election <laughs> stuff. The argument something. was that it pertained to campaign finance or they use campaign funds to do it or something Basically, like that yeah. because Cohen billed Trump campaign or whatever. But uh I guess we'll see when the indictment comes out if they're stretching us up to a felony. My my view is uh, it's it's all overtly political, and this country is being ripped in, ripped to shreds. So I don't know if it really matters whether DeSantis is going to do anything or not. It's they're, they're, whether whether we can have a debate about it or not, no one's going to agree. The the end result is just going to be people on the right saying that Trump is being politically persecuted, and people on the left saying it's justice. Well, it only matters for the primary because DeSantis this whole time has been trying to position himself as Trump without the bad stuff. That's sort of his whole brand. But as you go into this more and more, you're going to see that DeSantis really isn't a Trump guy. He's going to try and make his own brand of sort of Trumpism, but with some other stuff. And I think a lot of the hardcore Trump people like myself, I mean, I was a day one 2016 supporter, right? When he came down the Golden Escalators, I was already sold. But 
a lot of people that I know in D.C. or in sort of these other circles, they think, oh, well, we should move on from Trump. It's time for DeSantis to take over. But, I mean, the reality is this whole thing is only going to help Trump. I think the mugshot, it's going to be on T-shirts. It's going to be art. Like, people are going to love it. Uh, on the left, they're loving it because they think, oh, we finally got him. We got the handcuffs on Donald Trump. But on the right, we're, they're just going to think he's a martyr. Can I, can I play this video from Dash Dobrovsky? Yeah. Please. I, I, <laughs> I think i got to turn it down. Trump has been indicted in Manhattan. The grand jury just voted to indict Donald Trump for his hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. This is big news. I don't know. If he, I don't know if he realizes, like, if he's in control of his moves when he goes. Uh, what is he uh, been indicted? He tilts his head forward and he gets shadow under his eyes and looks real villainous for a what second. Is it called the Kubrick stare? Comes back up. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I'm sorry. I think highly entertaining. It's unwell. Soy jacking. It's I an think, act. I mean, obviously. Yeah, he's I been think doing this all, for money. When it comes well, to stuff like this, I think it's really important that you mentally swap the people out in your head to figure out how you feel about it because we have a huge problem right now in this country with actually having principal positions on any fucking issue whatsoever. So I think that when people are trying to think, like, should Trump get arrested for this? Like, think, like, if it was Hillary Clinton, would you feel the same? If it was AOC, would you feel the same? If it was DeSantis, would you feel the same? I think it's really important to do these mental swaps to check for honesty, to make sure that it's not just, like you said, like, all partisan politics at the end of the day. I agree. Especially but when I, legal systems are involved. I agree, but I don't think it's principles. I don't think anyone's principled at all. Yeah, I well, am. True. But, but I'm not saying that I am too. I'm not saying that from like a dejected, <laughs> you know, sense or like a not like, you know, I'm jaded and blackpilled. I'm saying it that people genuinely don't understand the moral philosophies around principles and their positions. So the example I often give is when it came to Florida on the parental rights and education bill, you had conservatives being like parents have the final say in whether or not their kids are being exposed to this stuff and whether or not their kids are going to get these treatments. The teachers have no right to withhold that information from the parents. And then my response is in Washington, they completely agree that the, the parents have final say. So when the parent says the child should get sex change surgery, the government should not be allowed to intervene to stop it. You see the point? Uh -huh. The principle is the same. Should parents have final say? But both conservatives and, and left liberals or whatever position have a differing view of when it should be allowed. When it comes to a child deciding they are trans, the left passes laws saying they can withhold that from parents. When it comes to parents wanting to give their children sex change surgery, conservatives argue the state should intervene to stop that. So which is it, right? People don't have principles. They have moral foundations and they have lines that they're willing to cross or not cross. And so both sides will argue my principle is X, but it does not apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's my point. Sure. So I, I do better. I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't think there's a do better or a, there's a bad. It's quite literally, if two factions of people have different moral standards, that's that's it. 
Yeah, but I think the problem is not being honest about those moral standards. Like, I think that's the issue because when we're when we argue for certain principles, I think everybody ends up at the end of the day we're all attacking like the the shadows and the ghosts of the people that we're arguing against because nobody actually believes in a lot of the things they're saying, and that hurts our ability to actually move the conversation forward. Like, there's I mean, a lot of people, for instance, I think I even saw this on your Twitter. I don't remember the tweets. There's a lot of conservatives that fucking hated red flag laws, and now after this trans shooting, a whole bunch of conservatives are like, well, should mentally ill people have guns? I'm not actually sure, and it's like, well, where what changed and that's you know? exactly my point yeah is that the principle the, the principles don't apply to most people left or right it's, sure it's, it's, it's but then the but then there are principles there you just have to dig a little bit deeper so like for some conservatives principles just like fuck trans people i don't want them to have any rights um rather than like i don't i, I don't agree with like red flag laws um and, and we just have to get to like the deeper positions where they actually are so we can fight against those positions um, i'm i'm yeah. i'm See, my thing with red flag laws is I'm completely in favor of them so long as they have an adversarial due process. The problem with red flag laws, literally, is that they're not adversarial. It's like someone can go to a judge, the judge can issue a writ and just come and take your guns. Mm -hmm. Whereas due process requires your, your rights to confront an accuser, to, to file a rebuttal, to say no, and then actually have a chance to have proper adjudication. So I, I used to not be in favor of it until it was actually conservatives who argued that through due process, your rights can be curtailed. Hence, like being put in prison. If you break the law and then a court gives you due process and says you broke the law, we can literally lock you in a box and take everything away from you. And I'm like, okay, fair point. In that case, if you're mentally ill and then someone files a claim saying you're a risk to yourself and a harm, uh, harm to yourself or others, then you should have the right to receive a notice in the mail, answer that claim, reject it, and then have a judge actually issue a standard due process. If you're in prison, you can't have guns. You know what I mean? Like we, we, so if there is, is some standard by which we believe you are a threat and you are uh, going to cause harm, mm -hmm. then you have a right to challenge that in court, same as any other criminal charge you have. And then if you lose, come take your guns. Sure. And I think that that is a defensible, that argument is defensible. But it's not defensible if it only comes up when a trans person goes on a shooting spree. That's the I only completely issue agree. Around, right? So and it seems so, like there's, because there's a lot of arguments against um, red flag laws that are still standing that, that it, like those arguments didn't go away like i'm i lean i'm probably against red flag laws i lean slightly against them just because i feel like it makes it so hard um if you're a guy that likes guns and you've got like mental issues man going to a therapist becomes really fucking scary yeah. because what if you get a diagnosis that is now precluding you from owning firearms um and now you've got to show up in court and you've got to fight a judge for your second amendment right which is a very important one in the united states um that gets hairy and depending on how people you know represent red flag laws and what type they're pushing for um yeah, that, it is a really scary thing, but uh, yeah, I'm just saying good, that. Yeah. Th that's a good point, and that's a challenge. <clears throat> it reminds me of the, uh, the, it reminds me of the, the, do you guys know Bojack Horseman? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like that scene with the, you know, saying the women carry guns, and she's in front of Congress, and she's like, well, you know, if you don't want women to carry guns because you're worried about what's going to happen, then you either have to ban all guns, or you've got to let women do it, and they like ban all guns. It's like, okay. Well, that's kind of what it feels like <laughs> happened with the transgender thing um, with, with the, after the shooting, where oh, conservatives right. are like, all of a sudden, conservatives are like, well, maybe it is really important that we look at the mental health of people that have guns, and like, everyone on the left is like, what the fuck? What, what, like, yeah, of course, but... Well, I agree. I, I think if someone goes on Prozac, you could argue that they're not mentally well for a gun. If someone's uh, well, an alcoholic, that's you could like 25% argue... of fucking Americans yeah, at this exactly. point, though. It's yeah, pharmaceuticals, it is. That's scary. That. And there's another interesting thing. I, when I, I talk about when I was in L, uh, L.A., in Venice, mm -hmm. and you got those guys selling weed cards. And they're like, I, I'm walking down the street, going to the skate park, and this guy goes, yo, 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 man, you got your weed card yet? You get your weed card? And I'm like, nah, nah, nah I'm a weed card. And he's like, why not? Why don't you have your weed card? And I'm like, I don't need one. He's like... I'm not sick. And he goes, oh, well, you skateboard, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, don't you like hurt your legs or whatever? And I was like, yeah, sometimes my knees. And he goes, oh, bro, you got knee problems? Oh, you need some meat. You need some weed. You got to get a weed card. Doctor will get you signed up. Not interested. 
you get that weed card, you smoke weed, you you are ineligible. You can't own a gun. Maybe for physical pain, you could buy, you could get away with it. But for if you say it's stress, you're no, you're no, no, no. Be, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. That's Is that the true? The, it, or are you saying no. it could theoretically be true with red flag laws? On, yes. well, on the form, it asks you if you are a user of narcotics. And so the risk is if you have a weed prescription card, mm -hmm. yes, you are. And that means you will be ineligible for owning a gun. It's insane. Huh. Yeah. So you ever see the, what are they called? The, the forms you fill out when you have to buy a gun? It asks you if you're a user of narcotics. And if, they have it classified federally as a Schedule 1 narcotic. Right. It's like the worst it's possible insane. one. If you have a weed card, I don't think you'll be able to argue you weren't lying. They're going to say, you have a weed card prescription like to do this drug. There's no shot. I can't believe that. <laughs> I've never mean? heard it. It's, that's actually real. That, that anyone's ever had their guns taken away because they had a weed card. I've never heard that. I can see uh, that the, argument, the, though. The, the, I feel, I'm all, I, I, you know what? I know that's not the case because if that was, I would have heard conservatives complaining about it. I would they complain are. about it. They want Hunter Biden arrested over it because he filled out a form and said he wasn't a drug user when he's a crackhead. No, no, no. But that's... Um, that's literally why they want him arrested. For Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden filled out a form. The form was released publicly, and on it, he said he was not a drug user, despite- For are you, the 4473 for a gun? The, the background check form for a gun. It asks you if you're a user of, of narcotics. I feel like they wanted him arrested because they said that he's doing illegal dealings overseas where he's roping his father into the- I'm Specifically for the gun issue, <laughs> yeah. it was like his girlfriend or whatever, his wife threw the gun in a dumpster behind mm -hmm. a school. Did they accurately date the crack use, though, for when he filled out the form? That was the question. <laughs> That's really it, important. Is the, is the argument he quit doing crack a long time ago? Thus, uh -huh. he was saying no. And the argument was he's like still a crackhead. They found a crack pipe in his car around a, some time or whatever. And so I am not saying overtly and outright every single person, whoever has a weed card, will never be able to buy a gun again. Mm -hmm. I'm saying if they want grounds to take your weapons and you have had a weed card, they will come. They will have a, a notice and they will say, look, you have a weed card. You're a user. Tell it to a judge. We're taking your guns. They'll use it as a pretext. We oh, do. Wait, hold on. Okay, I, I looked at the forty-four seventy things. I'm curious now. So it says, oh well. I don't, so it says, are you an unlawful user of marijuana? So mm -hmm. I would say if you've got the card, you're probably not unlawful. But you, federally, no, 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 no. Fe as a federal yes. form, maybe you would be. You would. You would absolutely be. They they actually say on the form. I'm pretty sure it says note, regardless of local laws. See what it says. It says that right. Um, yeah, it says uh, possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law, regardless of whether it has been legal. Oh shit. Well. Government's coming for my gun soon. I Completely know. insane. <laughs> You're like, oh crap. <laughs> oh, this country is built so, on the back of hemp, man. Look at we, George Washington's we, eyes on the one dollar really stone. <laughs> Although I will say, I don't I've never heard of like the ATF cross referencing databases to like axe guns from people that have like legal marijuana cards or whatever. But, but they can if they want to. Theoretically, right? maybe. We got news, ladies and gentlemen. We have information on the Trump indictment breaking. Trump indicted reportedly on thirty-four counts of, related to falsifying business records. The indictment stems from Trump allegedly falsifying records concerning a $130,000 payment to Daniels, Stormy Daniels, in 2016. CNN reports they were informed of the number of indictments by an unnamed source. So we, we take that um, with a grain of salt. Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen, pleaded guilty, yada, yada, yada. Let's play the clip from CNN. Do we have uh, audio here? My source is that this is 34 counts of falsification of business records, uh, which is probably a lot of charges uh, involving each document, each thing that was submitted as a separate count um, okay. in a couple of matters. Okay, well, is, that's it. Is that that's, like that's, if he's like, yeah, go. and then he responds? It has to be more than that. More than what? It has to be more than just counts of falsifying business records, I think. It has I, to be something I, election related to keep it to go past the misdemeanor thing, I think. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree. I, I, I think it's definitely gonna be more than just the Stormy Daniels thing. Falsifying business records. Is that like if they're in an email chain and he's like, "Are you sure?" And then he sends the email. He's like, re responds, "Yes." And then he's like, "Okay, then." Is that three counts? Uh, my guess is gonna be that I think he was paid back. Wasn't it over a multi, like a year period or a two year period? The falsifying business record. Like, let's say that I paid you biweekly over an entire year, right? It would be twenty six different payments that I'm lying about. So it'd probably be twenty six separate counts of falsifying records. That'd be my guess. But again. It has to be more than just falsifying records because that's only a misdemeanor and the statute of limitations expired. And it's a fucking misdemeanor. Why would we charge a president over an ex president over a misdemeanor? That's, <laughs> that's the most insane that's, thing. So that's it has the to be something different. From conservatives. Yeah. It has to be something more than that. Um, it has to be something more than that. But I agree. I think they're gonna it's gonna be worse than people think. Right now everyone's saying it's a Stormy Daniels thing. I bet it's gonna be something else. Something completely different. Mm. I don't know about completely different, but it's gonna be It's gotta be related to like campaign fund misappropriation or well, the, que the question something. is Will it be dubious or will it be questionable or will it be airtight? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I kind of feel like it's probably going to be dubious. I we mean, know. Ukraine gate as it was and, and, and Mueller and Russia and all that stuff did not pan out. I have well, very little. Out, what do you, in terms of indictments, there are a lot of good indictments that came from the Mueller investigation. No, I mean like Trump isn't a Russian spy. He wasn't working with the Soviets. Oh, probably. They, like they, like they, nothing was born of those things. You know what I mean? I, I feel like this is just like, they're going to spin their wheels. Trump's going to fundraise off it. He's going to raise record number amounts of money. There's going to be a mug, mug shot that will turn into T-shirts. People will get rich off of it. Donald Trump will win the election in 2024. And then we'll not even talk about this moment later on. Does this kind of thing give people the right to go deeper into his life and look for things and serve subpoenas and warrants and things? To like look at emails from 20 years ago? Does it open up old? I would hope that prosecutors are being intelligent when it comes to charging somebody that's going to run for president. It's not even the fact that he's a former president. It's that he's going to run for president. The absolute worst case scenario for the health of this country is that Donald Trump gets indicted, charged, and convicted of something that's not really that big of a deal that somehow inhibits his ability to run for office. Because now you've justified every single conservative that thinks that the system is trying to keep him out using judicial means. Um, the left doesn't even get to feel good. Because like, let's be honest, let's say he goes to jail for something really stupid, like lying about, you know, paying off a porn star. Like, you don't even feel good. Like, I, like, I wanted him to get, go down for like the P-tapes for the Putin stuff, right? Not for not for this bullshit, so, uh, or BS. So um, yeah, no, I, I I hope they're sitting on something good. Otherwise, they have to realize they're making the entire United States look like a joke. Like, I, I don't think there's going to be, be anything there. I mean, it's been years. They've known about this for years, and they've not done anything. So it, it really just feels politically expedient. And they just disbanded the grand jury two days ago or something for a Today, month. Today, they announced yeah. it was going on break for a month. And, and then, then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, by the way. That's so weird. <laughs> I, I have a question for you, Stephen. If it's, a, it's kind of off topic, but it's somewhat on topic. Like this, I'm talking about the war in Ukraine and, uh -huh. and the Russian war. What do you think is the solution to ending this or to the future? Probably. Well, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. First question is, uh -huh. how do you feel about the war in Ukraine? Uh, I'm happy Ukraine is winning. I hope they get back Crimea. Fuck Russia. So what do you think would be a solution to make that happen? Um, Ukraine winning the war and getting back Crimea and saying fuck Russia. How would, what's define winning the war? Getting back Crimea. Having their borders um, restored to what they were in 1991 when they broke off from the Soviet Union and when the entire world recognized the country as having the borders that it did that included the Donbass and included uh, Crimea. Oh, man. Well, there's a lot of people. Some of my friends think that same thing. What's, what's, what's the, I suppose, justification for U.S. involvement? 
Um, justification for U.S. involvement is probably that like the stability of Europe is potentially at risk, that we are seeing an actor engaged in actions that haven't happened in decades where uh, one sovereign state invades another sovereign state to steal territory from them. Um, it's just something that we don't really see around the world anymore, especially in Europe. And I think that the opposition to that should be led by the United States. I think it's important for us would, to be seen you, as a leader of the world to do that. Would you be in favor of a similar military response if it came to Taiwan? Oh, Taiwan and Hong Kong are so much more complicated, and I'm not well-versed enough in the history to know if I would feel the same for that. Um, the stability Taiwan, of Southeast maybe, Asia but, and the region, you know what I mean? Um, true, but I think that our responsibility is the presence we have and the, re the relationships we have with Southeast Asia. I mean, we do have good relationships with South Korea and Japan, but it's different than, than, than Europe. But um, I would have to read up way more on Taiwanese history and the deals that China has carved out with respect and the autonomy of Taiwan to know if I would feel the same way about defending them militarily versus Ukraine. But I feel very strongly about Ukraine, understanding the Ukrainian history and everything, that their borders should be respected. Do you think the $100 billion price tag is justified? Um, I, I think a really big price tag is justified. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and argue to know the difference between like 100 billion versus, you know, 1 trillion versus 500 billion um, dollars. But I think that it is worth it for the United States to be making heavy investments into the security of Europe. I think that that position that we have as like the leader of the Western world and leading those efforts to protect Ukraine is really important. Would you go to Ukraine and fight the Russians? Fuck no. Would you send <laughs> would you send other people's kids there to fight Russians? Um, U.S. troops in Ukraine fighting Russians is probably something i would not support well, what about so. what about special forces doing operations to assist ukrainians um i don't think so well what about i'd have to think a lot well like what does special forces mean like if we're talking about like people going over to like train troops maybe like for instance if we're sending weapon systems over there and we're sending troops over there to train them use those weapon systems that might be important so that those weapon systems don't misfire or they're crashing planes up into and they did some shit. That, um, they that, did that, do it one time yeah. yes they did what, what, um, what, what about the u.s <laughs> using uh, reconnaissance measures and surveillance to provide intelligence to the Ukrainians to then have the Ukrainians use the weapons we provided to, say, sink the Russian flagship in the Black Sea. I think so far, I think that's been fair game. I think that a lot of people around the world share intelligence, and that's probably just a given at this point. Us sharing intelligence with Ukraine is probably no different than, than China or Russia sharing intel with each other as well. What about former U.S. military, now uh, veterans, mm -hmm fighting on the ground in Ukraine using U.S. intelligence, U.S. weapons, and U.S. funding to assist Ukrainians in, say, like, sinking ships and I stuff think like it's that. A, it sounds silly, but I think there is a distinction that they are former U.S. military. The scary part about U.S. troops and Russian troops shooting at each other is the potential for escalation into all of us getting blown up. But if a former U.S. military person gets killed by a Russian troop, that's a Ukrainian soldier, that former U.S., it's, it is what it is. Do you really think Russia is going like, well, they're not really a U.S. military, so we, we're not going to do anything about it? Absolutely. I, I, I disagree. I think there's I think a massive, just, there's a huge difference between that guy used to be um, part of the U.S. military and he's fighting Ukraine versus there are armed U.S. troops on the ground. There's a whole escalatory pathway for U.S. soldiers in Ukraine. You think Putin cares? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they just took down one of our drones, whether it was an accident or not. They, they, they did a fuel spray on it. Sure. And then clipped it. And we it do and dumb shit like that to each other sometimes it happens, but um, they're, they're having uniformed U.S. troops on the ground in Ukraine would be a massive escalation. I do you agree. think Russia is going to allow Ukraine mm -hmm. to win? Is Russia going to allow Ukraine to win? Um, well, I mean, they've allowed them to get as far as they have so far. But now they're positioning nukes north of Ukraine and Belarus. Um, I heard the the strategic nuclear weapons being moved into Belarus. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if that's posturing. The but UK is deploying depleted uranium tank busters, which are radioactive. <clears throat> 
Russia responded by saying, we warned you that if you use depleted uranium, that's nuclear escalation. And now they're moving nukes. Sure, but they've the been sa- they've been talking about nuclear escalation for like two but years. But then like they did been- <laughs> it, and now Russia is sending nukes into the region. Sure, they into Belarus, yeah. But like, are they actually going to start using? I don't think Russia is yes. going to. I don't think so. I don't no, think Russia is going to use. The, the, the mistake people make is they assume nuke means, you know, 100 megaton ICBMs. doesn't happen. They, Even uh, strategic nuclear weapons, I think, would be. Nuclear an, artillery. Unbelievable. Depleted uranium is different than firing nukes. No, I'm talking, about, explosives. I'm talking about nuclear shells. I'm talking about. I don't think they're going to be firing yield. nuclear shells. I don't think they'd be firing small yield. No Davy Crockett's, no exotic miniature nuclear arms. I don't think that'll happen. That would be an. Un, I don't even think China. I don't think anybody would support Russia in those types of actions. I disagree. You I think I, that China would support Russia. You think that? Yes, hands down. Wow. I, I think the U.S. has already lost its position. Brazil was it? Brazil and China just uh, announced that they're going to be trading outside of U.S. dollars. Yes, the, the China's brokered a deal between what Iraq, uh, Iran and Saudi Arabia. Like the U.S. is in such a fractured position right now that I'm pretty sure China is going to be like, sucks to be you, United States. I don't think it's about being in a fractured position. I think it's about I don't think anybody wants to be in a country where people are shooting nuclear weapons, including China and everybody else in the world. But that's, I think, that's, it's going to be in Ukraine. This, this, this is what I'm saying. The U.S. will not. Uh, this was this was brought up by uh, I think it was it was an EU politician. He said if Russia uses lower yield nukes in Ukraine. The West will not respond with 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 similar nuclear weapons or greater. Because Why would who cares what a EU politician says though? He said, uh, "No, who was this? It was it was it was it was like a UN guy or something." I don't care who it is. If it wasn't the U.S. president, UN he has said, no fucking. Yeah, no sorry. one is going to risk. What did, what did he say? He says no one's going to risk um, like Warsaw for Kiev. No one. No one. If 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 Vladimir Putin escalates the conflict in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Western forces will not escalate to the point where they would put their home countries at risk. They will keep the conflict in Ukraine. Well, of course, but that's Ukraine's not a NATO country. So all we'll do is send stuff to help, but we're not going to be putting troops there. We're well, not going to so be flying planes over there. What they were saying like, no is that if Putin uses nukes in Ukraine, the mm-hmm. West will not fire nukes on Russia in return. Fire nukes in Russia in return? I don't believe so. But didn't wasn't Biden's initial claim that we'd be like, uh, we'd be um, destroying like their, their fleet in the Black Sea or something if they were we did, doing something? Well, we took out their flagship. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I mean... Uh, but again, I wouldn't I wouldn't look to a, a U.N. or an EU politician to speak on behalf of the U.S. military or what the U.S. is willing to do, because at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. Right. I agree with your principle that countries shouldn't be invading and colonizing territory. Mm-hmm. But then I look at what the U.S. did the last 20 years in Iraq. We haven't done anything even remotely similar. Um, we didn't take they're any not territory. On our bo- they're not on our Iraq. border. We have a puppet state in Iraq. We have corporations set up in we Libya like Iraq Osprey. holds their own elections. They, Iraq is its own country. We didn't take any territory from them. We didn't declare any of this. Like, this is now part of the United States. We, it's a totally different scenario from what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. We removed the Ba'ath Party from power, which we caused did. ISIS to appear, you know. But, I mean, you could say it's it's legit, but it's mm-hmm. a puppet state. I'm not saying it's legit, but it, I don't think we can call it a puppet state. I don't think it's fair. They hold their own elections. It's They are their own country. You might not like it. We did remove Saddam Hussein. We did ban the Ba'ath Party from reforming. That is true. But we didn't take terror. We didn't come in and say, like, we're going to carve off this part as, like, New Connecticut. Right. This we, part of the United States now. That's an insane thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's an insane thing to do. We, have, we haven't done that. Russia went into um, Ukraine, and they took territory. This is Russia now. That hasn't happened in so long. It's, that's a, it's an unprecedented action in, in this age, post-91, post-Soviet Union. That's insane. Yeah, I think of it as like after the Soviet Union broke up, the oligarchs split it all up and they took away the warm water port from Russia because they didn't want it to be a global hegemon. They were like, no, we're going to give Sevastopol to Ukraine now. Russia's landlocked and they can have their other. And 
It'd be like in the U.S. if they took the West Coast and took a long strip down the West Coast of the U.S. and gave it to Canada, and we had no Pacific access. That at some point, the U.S. would be like, this is insane, and we're going to invade and take Pacific access. And that's where I see the Russians coming from. Well, how, but how? They, they recognize the border. <laughs> that's the country. You might not like it, but... It's just de facto, like, like... It's not de facto. It'd be like, what if Canada was like, we really want Alaska. This is bullshit. It's not even connected to the U.S. We're going to take this. You can't do that. That's the, that's the, well, that's they the border. Try. They could try. <laughs> de facto, <laughs> if we didn't have West Coast access... I wish they'd fucking try. <laughs> the Canadians? Fuck, it, yeah. Well, yeah, no, God, those I would guys. just love because to win a war against Canada. And it would give us pretext to seize Canada. We would end up taking Canada and annexing it into the United like, States. No more like, land acknowledgement. The way we did with Libya, the way we invaded over through Gaddafi, took, took we them did off that, the But gold. we did that with authorization through fucking, um, through, through NATO and even through the UN. I'm pretty sure Gaddafi was so bad. I think even China would like abstain from voting no on that one. Um, but, but again, I'm just saying that, here, here's what I'm trying to say. There's something very unique in particular. I'm not saying that like, because I know a bunch of people are swearing out, probably saying, oh, he wants Iraq and Afghanistan, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying those invasions were good. I'm not saying our occupation was good. But I'm saying there's something fundamentally different from invading a country and taking territory and saying, this land is mine now. Even in Iraq, even in Afghanistan, where we were for 7,000 years, we didn't actually say, this is U.S. territory now, right? There were people there, they ran, they did their elections, they did their things, eventually we left, but like, it's not U.S. territory, whereas that has happened with Crimea and You Ukraine. know, we almost took Mexico. I was watching this documentary on, what was it, the Mexican-American War? And then we, like, Americans were actually in favor of just taking it, and we won. But then the, the president at the time, I can't remember who it was, Polk or something. He was like, nah, nah, Mexico can stay Mexico. The tactic like, the liberal economic order has been using is well, corporate. we took Texas and stuff. It's corporate colonization. California. They took out Gaddafi, set up the U.S. dollar and, and all these American corporations like like Sidney Blumenthal's Osprey Global Solutions. Hillary made sure that he got his defense contract in Libya. So they say, oh, no, we're not we're not taking that land. But it is profiting us massively because we have it set up as a corporate. Sure, state. I mean everything profits us, but I mean that's a fundamentally different thing again from like taking the land and being like we're well, gonna. I would let's, argue let's, that colonizing corporately overseas is much worse than taking a piece argue it's of much land worse, on your border. But it's still way different. It's, <laughs> it's different, yeah. It's different than like this is U.S. land that we are now administering legally, and you, this is our land now. It's but if, it's like, if you let's, legally let's, say it's okay to invade and take something over, it doesn't make it okay to invade and take it over just because you said it was legal. You guys are going in circles. Yeah, okay. Let's jump to uh, domestic story. Spir- We're going in spirals, Tim. We spirals. Are. All right, here we go. <laughs> Forward. From you the Daily Mail. Yet. Yeah, okay. NYPD <laughs> orders full mobilization plan. All uniformed officers are on standby as extra manpower is deployed to ring to ring of steel around Manhattan's DA's office amid fears of violence after Trump's indictment. I really don't think there's that, that New York City is MAGA country enough to the point that they have to worry about a bunch of Trump supporters showing up to the Manhattan DA's office. I'm just worried they're going to march them all down into the tunnels for drills next. And then we know what happens. Have you seen The Dark Knight Rises? Oh, that's (laughs) right. (laughs) And then they're going to release all the inmates from their jails. Oh, man. I've seen The Warriors. Yeah, jeez. I wonder wonder what New York would be like if, I don't know, 8,000 people convicted felons were just released. All those COVID patients are going to come crawling out of the old person's homes? (laughs) Those power electric chairs? They live underground. Yeah, so anyway, I, I find this funny because um, let me see if I have this uh, this tweet somewhere. somewhere. Where is this? Uh, I think people are just like so paranoid. They just don't want to risk it, right? Like January 6th was such a disaster. And, and it was a disaster at like multiple levels of failing to be ready for what was going to happen. I think for New York, they're probably saying like better safe than sorry. Because, oh, my God, if something got repeated where they weren't ready, it's just going to look so bad on everybody involved. You know? Sure. We have this uh, we have this video coming out of Tennessee where a bunch of leftists <laughs> stormed the Capitol and fought with police. They actually made their way into the chamber in what conservatives are calling an insurrection. So, I mean, that's basically it. Look, they're fighting with cops and people are getting arrested. 
And it happened in Kentucky, too. They, uh, but like this happens all the time. I mean, it's funny. There were, there, were, there were numerous protests by the left where they actually were banging on the doors of the Supreme Court or actually went inside to uh, uh, the, 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 the congressional buildings and shut down legislative sessions. And they were never considered that big of a deal. And even right now, it's like the media is not covering this like it's that big of a deal to shut down your capital. State capitals, I guess, don't matter. I don't know what. Well, it matters, but just how much does it matter? There, I mean, the this, media is covering it, right? We, that was a video by the media, right? Yeah, someone posted it. Was oh, this Kelsey this Gibbs? Price. Yeah, Kelsey oh. Gibbs posted it and then deleted it. Greg Price got a copy of it and reposted it. And then I, maybe she reposted it again. Uh, it, it looked like it really wasn't and, super and, and, violent. And, and, I mean, and, I don't think anyone got hurt. I can't Typically, tell. what we mean when we say, like, the news doesn't cover it is that, like, sure, local outlets may run the story, but is it getting headline attention? Is it getting primetime attention? Is it... It didn't the shut down the, the authorization of the new president of the United States, which was what January 6th was. They were trying to like slow or stop the counting of the votes to get Biden elected or something like that. So it was like a federal election. That was what made that one such a big deal. Plus, it was high profile. Yeah, and it was kind of voted on shot. by our president. I think it was a big deal, too. He did say he, Donald Trump was involved in setting it up directly. You know, not, well, the, not a lot, not the violence, he said, but just peacefully peace, marched to listen to politicians. Yeah, just getting the people in the vicinity. He was part of I think of it was that. when he said for months that they were going to steal our election from us and we need to fight like hell to keep it. I think it was more of that than the march peacefully thing. But well, he said march peacefully. And there was a there was a there was a permitted rally at the Capitol. OK, how can you go? OK, we're backing up a little bit. Yeah, how uh -huh. can you take the one thing that Biden said on stage one time as definitive proof that he was that he was actually trying to withhold aid, but the new statement said he did, and Trump literally said that we need Trump to fight did like not hell. Say storm expression. the Capitol. He didn't say storm the Capitol in those exact words. And Biden but he said, said we the need exact to fight words like he hell. He said we need to fight like. What does fight mean? If does Joe mean Biden said, "Be obese and stand at the Capitol." You're, 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 yeah, it's not an argument. If Joe Biden said on stage, "Could you imagine if I told this guy I did this?" and everyone went, "Oh, oh. no," he literally said he did a thing, and we we're like, "Hey, if he said he did that, we should investigate." Trump said fight and then later now go march peacefully. It's like, well, those are metaphors. The left says fight all the time. We don't mean physically. We mean spiritually. We mean sure, but politically. It's followed or that was followed up by months of saying that, like, they're going to steal the election from you. You have to fight to save your country. Like, you don't think that that type of rhetoric can directly lead to people you, saying, like, so oh, our I, election I, is being stolen, like Trump said it was being stolen, would, and we need to fight, like, go to the Capitol and fight to save our country? In that line, do you blame trans activists for calling for fighting when this person went and shot up a church or a grade school? For the trans shooter? Yeah. I um, mean, they've been saying it's genocide nonstop over and over again, and they've been saying, get up weapons and you have to fight. It's a yeah, but I don't know thing, why. Right? I don't know why that shooter did the shooting. Do you? So, there, so the police said there's a manifesto and that, they it, did the, say that. the working theory is it's related to the identity of the shooter. Okay, you said two. Identity. Wait, wait, wait. You said two totally different things. Did, are the police saying that it was? Yes. Okay. So I, so I, I, I want to be very specific. Yeah, wait, yeah. Let's, I'd be curious because I read four different articles. I was trying to find out was anything from this manifesto released. I know the media is saying they should they, release it. They will My release it. My understanding is the police has not commented on the material in the manifesto yet. What did they the, say about it specifically? The, it was uh, uh, the police chief, I guess. He's, he was asked specifically, did the gender identity of the shooter play a role? And he says, the theory is that is the case. We're investigating, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
I heard that. That's actually she, what he said. Okay, I don't know what that means. Like, because it could mean what you're saying. So let's say that in the manifesto, they're right. They're, um, they're saying things like, I've been watching a whole bunch of YouTube commentators like Vosh saying that there is a trans genocide and I need to go and take action to prevent that. Then I would say that's horrible. And people that are saying, actually, fuck, even if they didn't say that, the people that are saying there's a trans genocide we need to fight should be held accountable. I think that's a bad thing. If you believe in stochastic terrorism, I think that that's definitely that. But if it's something like where the person is like, oh, like I'm trans and people in my life don't accept me, I'm gonna go shoot up a school. I think that's meaningfully different than inspired by rhetoric from people calling for violence, right? So when we see these protests from far leftists, like at the Capitol, like in Kentucky and Tennessee, mm -hmm. do you think the storming of those capitals is the fault of people like Vosh saying you got to take. I don't know if Vosh ever well, said those, that. Well, those. My but, understanding but is the storming of those capitals was for gun reform. K Kentucky was trans rights. They were they were holding up trans rights signs. Was it trans rights? Tra absolutely. Oh, I thought they was. I thought they were doing it in response the to the shooting. Sure, sure, but no, no. Kentucky was that they're banning. Uh, I think it was Kentucky, right? They're banning. Uh, it might have been sex in Kentucky for for, um, for Tennessee. I think it was for firearms, right? Tennessee was firearms, mm -hmm. but it overlapped with. That that issue it was it was primarily a, a firearms protest. Mm -hmm. Can, so, so let's just say Kentucky, the storming of the Capitol there, where they were in the gallery and they're being arrested and they're holding up trans signs. Mm -hmm. Do you think this, the, the the suspense of that, the the, the, the in, inhibition of that legislative session and the storming of that Capitol is the result? Is the fault if somebody of, is if of somebody is activists saying take up arms and go fight? Sure. If somebody is storming buildings, I think they should be held legally accountable. They're trespassing. Yeah. They, they absolutely should be. And I think that people that are using alarmist rhetoric to get people to go and fight, whether that's Donald Trump or whether that's far left people on YouTube, I think should also that? be. Um, yeah, or he does just... it all the time. It's one of the things. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful well, about alarmist on. rhetoric. Because Hassan does it, but he says only in video games. Well, you, unless it's an imminent right. call, it, like vague calls like, hey, go do this thing. That's not illegal. That's protected First Amendment. But if you say on this day at this time, do this thing, then that's an imminent threat. I understand that's illegal under the First sure. Amendment. The issue that Not I have is a general alarmist rhetoric. Precedent. There, where, where there's a lot of people saying that there's a transgenocide incoming, so buy firearms. That feels a little bit like great replacement rhetoric, except on the left instead of the right to me, where people on the right sometimes will say things like, immigrants are invading, they're taking everything, you need to buy firearms to protect yourself from spooky immigrants um, that are replacing white people. That feels similar to people saying there's a transgenocide, buy firearms because Republicans are going to take your rights away. That that type of like, any type of rhetoric that is basically stating that like, your life is on the line, buy a gun, in my opinion, is like very, very, very unhealthy for the state of the country. I agree. I don't like the metaphor fight for your rights. It's been around my entire life. You got to fight for your rights. And in but the United what? States, they literally did 250 <laughs> years ago. Sure. Um, and throughout the ages, they have had to do that. There's and, but they have done it of... literally with weapons. Uh -huh. And so the idea that we need to, we're, we got into a fight yesterday. Oh, you, you mean you are arguing? That's not a real, like, what does fight even mean? Yeah, bro, I hear Elizabeth no, no, Warren no, no, say semantics. It. Come on, come on. This well, I mean, that's what we're talking about. The word no, fighting. No, absolutely like, if you not. say go fight for your right, are you really encouraging violence? Okay, fine. But like, typically, every political organization says fight for your rights, and they're not implying physical violence. They're I agree implying with that. a struggle against a political machine to encourage people to vote and to, to get in politicians and get policy in place. So if someone's on a heavy dose of psychoactives and they hear that and they go fight physically, you got to put it on the person. the person. You got to blame the person that fought, not the yes, person that absolutely. said go I fight. Think, I, I think you, we have to have like a more holistic, intelligent view of this. What I would say is that you have to look at the totality of rhetoric and you got to ask where does it lead? If somebody is saying like, listen, um, lawmakers are coming for your rights. You guys need to fight for your rights. Okay, like we got to do that. That's fine, whatever. But if somebody's saying like, 
you are being eliminated from this country. People are trying to genocide you. They're going to use whatever means possible to take you out. You need to get armed. You need to train. You need to be ready for when these people come to town. Like, that's like, okay, what the fuck? Right, exactly. Yes. Right? You have to look at the totality of the rhetoric. It's not just like a one statement. It's like, how is it being presented what, all the What time? we are seeing with these posters like Trans Day of Vengeance, it was a, they had pictures of guns on it. They're, they're, it's being accompanied by posters that say, take up your arms, no one is coming to save you. And videos of these activists saying quite literally to beat people. Did you see that one? They got like a club made of a curtain rod and they're like, beat them, beat them, yeah. hurt them. Although I'd say we have to be really careful about, because on how big some of these, like for some of these trans organizations that people are obsessing over, the the Trans Day of Vengeance, and then there was another one, like the Trans um, Resistance Something Network or whatever. Trans Radical Activist Network. Yeah, like I don't even know if these things exist. Um, like I see a lot of, like I know Fox News, but I think I had a few thousand followers. Yeah, it had like, yeah. well on Twitter, like that. But they're that, the ones organizing the, the, the event in DC to, tomorrow. Yeah, but I'm curious how many people are going to even show up to that. Because I looked at that page and it's like a WordPress page with like two links. But that's what it always is. And the Twitter page has like 300 followers. And you'll with get. With no names attached. You'll get a few hundred people to show up. I bet it's a Russian up. Oh yeah, <laughs> Russia. I mean, honestly, uh, I would not be surprised if it was Russia or China or both. Oh, wait, did they cancel it? Oh, apparently they canceled the April 1st thing. Oh, April Fools. really? April Fool's. <laughs> April Fool's. Breaking news brought to you on the Tim Cast podcast. What was the April 1st thing? The uh, Trans Day of Vengeance. Oh, they canceled it. What a horrible name. <laughs> I know. Where, where did you get that what from? Where was that news? Oh, well, that's okay. good. They did the right thing. I think that was definitely so this, being this construed from them. as a violent call, so they, I think that was the right move. The organization says this action is not happening due to credible threat to life and safety. Oh, wow. I well think done. fight. I think fight for your rights. Okay, vengeance starts to get a little bit weird, though. Yes. <laughs> revenge. Also, Bad the word revenge is. I don't like the word revenge. Because yeah. uh, can you have peaceful revenge? I guess you can. Watching someone fail is like a form of revenge. If you're like me, not I'll doing say, anything. I would say that's an unconventional use of the word, though. <laughs> yeah, probably venge, not good. Vengeance that implies past wrongdoing. I do think it's absolutely insane that after what happened on Monday, the media's response to this was was very, very much like, oh, the poor trans community, whereas they typically don't do that for any other mass shooting. They don't, well, that's, they don't well, lament what are the, the other ideology. Mass shootings? It's usually like white dudes. Like, yeah, but when you... They're, <laughs> like they're, poor white people? But white? No, I mean like even the other trans shooters, right? With like Aberdeen, Colorado Springs, Denver, they didn't come out and say the same thing. It's like this one they did. Which yeah, is like but I think for reaction. the I think for this one, there's a pretty big deal about it being a trans person, which I don't think it was necessarily made as big a deal for the for the past one. So, and then I think that the temperature is up really high right now, because apparently Republicans have nothing else to talk about but trans people. So we're like all focused and fixated on trans people right now. So when a shooting happens with a trans, I don't person, think it's Republicans. I think it's both Republicans and Democrats. Republicans are obsessed with trans people right now. But Democrats are you know putting books like Gender Queer in schools, or I should say, schools are putting those in place. Loudoun County. We saw we saw a Republican get elected in Virginia primarily because of what happened in Loudoun County, which is literally two seconds. You get in the car, you drive 20 seconds, you're in Loudoun. And it's because these schools, they had sexual assaults. They had these books depicting graphic things for kids. And then when parents wanted something done about it, Democrats called them bigots and ignored the problem. So they turned to Republicans. Republicans embraced it. Yeah, but isn't this like what our school boards are for? Like, don't you go to your school meetings? You say, we don't want this here. And then you talk to the superintendent. Have you watched those meetings? Uh, some of them. but When not, the parents go and present the books, they get kicked out or silenced and told they can't speak about it. For Really? For Absolutely. all of them? No, I, you, all? I didn't say all of them. Well, because I, cause like, I, I can imagine it happening at like one when, or two when meetings. When Matt but here's Walsh my wanted to speak in yeah. Loudoun County, they changed the rules so that he wasn't allowed to. So he had to rent a basement apartment to be able to speak. Was they, Matt Walsh a resident of that county? No, and you didn't need to be. 
anyone was allowed to speak at these meetings about issues. So when they found out a prominent conservative was coming, they changed the rule to bar him from coming. So he had to become a resident. That was not a, a rule normally. Do you think and, that might be fair? It's, it is absolutely fair that someone in California can pay AOC $3,000 to help her win her campaign. It's absolutely fair that in a Virginia gubernatorial election, mm-hmm. someone from, uh, where, does, where does he live, Tennessee, mm-hmm. comes over and says, like, here are my thoughts on this matter and why, why it's important to change the rules to bar yeah. it. I think and, I, and I think that's, but those are federal level things that we're talking about generally, not the governor one, but like the AOC one. But don't you think it might be a little bit different? Like, let's say that you've got like a, but, 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 no, let, let's say you've got like a city. Full stop, full stop. Sure, okay. Outside the federal thing. The, uh, Democrat, local Democrats raise money out of state all the time. Sure. I'm saying that if state, you have state, like state local superintendent meetings, if I go to my child's school to have a conversation about the curriculum with the teachers and there are other parents there, if I started to see people show up from like California or Wyoming, we, we're from Nebraska, like I'd be like, what, like, I don't know why you guys are here right now. That would make me really uncomfortable. Completely agree. Yeah. So, so if, the, I if think it, it is was the case that like, it might've been the case, and I don't know for the Matt Walsh thing, I don't know in particular, but it might've been the case that there wasn't a law in the books for that because it's just something that's never come up before. But if it is going to be a thing, then I can understand like, yeah, you don't need to be at these meetings. This isn't like your political process. This is a very local level thing. Well, so to, 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 to go back to the main point, to put it simply, I suppose, mm-hmm. Loudoun County was a flashpoint where parents were not being listened to. They were protesting. I, I remember we, we, we went down to Catoctin Skate Park. We saw uh-huh. parents outside tabling being like, when we go to these meetings, they won't listen to us. We need change. And that was a huge rallying cry that gets a Republican elected. So Republicans are looking at this uh-huh. and they're hearing parents say, when the COVID lockdown stuff happened and we heard what these teachers were telling our kids, we were shocked. And when we tried to get these things changed, they resisted. There's one, one, one parents getting sued by the teachers, what, what, who are they getting, like the teachers union or whatever, filed a lawsuit against them because they asked for records on what's being what's being taught to their well, kids. I feel like if we look, I'd be curious to look up that lawsuit because I feel yeah, like sometimes, yeah, okay, look that one up. I'm curious what they're actually being sued for. Um, but the my question would be like, can't you just vote out the superintendent? Like this is part of our local election process. Is like if you don't like the school superintendent, don't we vote on that? I, I'm, I like I'm I'm just trying I'm trying to imagine what the resistance is. And now what I'm wondering is is there resistance for a majority of parents saying something, or is it a few conservatives that are fighting against this and they're upset that their voice is being drawn up by the other parents that don't agree with them? That'd be my question on this. I, I think there's like a big difference between sexual degeneracy and trans transsexuality. Well, and not for conservatives. That's the unfortunate thing, <laughs> is that people are talking about transsexuality as if it's degenerate and it's not. You waving your unit in front of a child in a bar is degenerate in my opinion, whether it's at a public park or in a bar where they say it's okay to do it. Sure. I kind of wonder this, maybe I'm being a little bit um, unfair here, but I kind of wonder for a lot of parents if the COVID lockdowns were the first time that they ever actually looked at what their kids were reading in school. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, then a lot of them were absolutely. like, wait, what's going on here? And so like the, the impression is that like, oh my God, all of this crazy stuff has made its way into the school. It's like, well, no, that's been part of a curriculum for probably quite a while. You just never noticed because it was a school you don't actually give a shit what your kid is reading. But that, that's just a guess. I agree. I, actually know, but, I think that's know, true. It, sure. there, there were a lot of videos where the kids were on Zoom classrooms mm-hmm. and the parents recorded it being like, what are they telling my kids? Mm-hmm. And then what happened was when these parents came out and started complaining about it, because no one knew what was going on and paid attention, they said, you're lying. It's not true. It's not happening. But it is happening and it is shocking. And because parents didn't pay attention, this is why I think it's become a major political issue right now. Sure. All right. What's this lawsuit? I'm curious. I couldn't find it. 
Oh fuck! Wow. <laughs> yeah, there was. There was uh, uh, it, I would need a few minutes. Uh -huh. I always. This is something that happens. I just because I always tell people if you hear something like always look it up. I'll hear something like a like a person was removed from a meeting just because they were asking questions, and then when I later go read the story, it's actually like they were making a ton of noise. They were asked to leave once. It was private property, and then they were escort, escorted off, and then they like they weren't even charged to come. Like I, things always get like twisted, like really hardcore. So I'm always curious when I hear like there's a lawsuit against somebody. Like what is it actually for? Um, well, same thing with there's the, a along, bunch of these meetings, and, and mm -hmm. the reason is. Their um, parents, is this one from Fox News? They'll try to read, like, they'll be like, hey, we came here to complain about this book and you refuse to listen, so I'm going to read from this book. And then once they do, they go, whoa, 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 you can't read that stuff in here, that's graphic. And they're like, yes, but these are in our schools. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Okay. Yeah, I mean, here you go. Here's one of the stories from uh, a year ago. Georgia parent reading sexual content from library at school board meeting is cut off as inappropriate. Don't you find the irony? The concerned parent shot back at the school board member. So this is why people are concerned. I mean, have you seen Genderqueer? Have you seen that book? This is just one book. We I had uh, Asra Nomani came in and she brought like 50 different books with various critical race theory, racist ideology, as well as gender ideology stuff. That was like really crazy. Like this book is really crazy. And on Amazon, it's listed as 18 and up only. Mm -hmm. It's got oh, like not all. It, it, it's just got aside from the overt sex acts that are in the book. That should not be accessible to children. There's a bunch of stuff in there that kids should not be reading about, just in general. What? So, like, what school is including this? Are they what, like, giving it, assigning it Libraries, as like sixth grade? I think a few of them had it as curriculum. A lot of them had it as, uh, uh, um, in the libraries. Well, li okay. So, library and school are like two. Those are two very different things. Like, if my second grader can buy this at a scholastic book fair, that's one thing. But if this is in, like, the library of, like, a high school, I think it's a bit different. Like, there are adult sections in libraries at high schools. Like, I don't know. High school librarian gaining attention online for mm -hmm. promoting the genderqueer book to students. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. You just Google it. Uh, Ron DeSantis actually put together a pres presentation where actually listed out all the schools that had these books. And the craziest thing was that Nikki Freed, who's, like, the Democrat trying to run against him, Took a screenshot of what he posted and then wrote, posting butt plug porn to own the libs. And it's like, yo, that is a book showing a butt plug next to an anus that they're showing children in grade schools. And that's what the complaint is about. If a, even a Democrat gubernatorial candidate is calling it butt plug porn, I think we got a problem. Sure. I just have to see. I just have to see what we're talking about. Like what you just brought up. Was that a librarian in a school or was it just a library? High school, high school librarian. Oh, high school yeah. librarian. And yeah. what is the book that's being complained about? Gen well, I, I Googled genderqueer. Is it that they're like telling kids at the library to rent the book or is it a librarian on Twitter promoting the book? She went on TikTok and was telling like all of her students or whatever, like you guys should get this book or something. But let me but was the book in the library or was it just a librarian making a book? Because I feel like these details are really important, right? Like <laughs> it, it matters, you know, like if a librarian is recommending a book, she's like, this is a good book to read. Yes, but they like can be found at her school's library. Okay, gotcha. Okay, just making yeah. sure at least. Jeez. Yeah, so <clears throat> let me let me pull up the Ron DeSantis one. Because they keep saying he's banning books, and it's like, dude, telling kids you can't have Hustler in the library is not banning books. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let me see if uh, I can't play this online, so don't pull this up. I can't. I can't show you the. That's for the after-hour stream. Yeah, we can do it there, but I don't even know if people are going to want to see it. So I want to uh, see it. Did he? <laughs> I need to see it. <laughs> you got to give people a reason to come to the after-hour streams, okay? Yeah. Butt plugs and books might be it. Yes. Let me find the video. If I search for it on Twitter, it'll... oh, here we go. Is this it? Ron DeSantis addresses book controversy. I have to pull it up on Twitter because mm -hmm. on Twitter you have the full thing. While he's looking I, I, about Hillary's emails, 
<laughs> you said something was illegal that, about those. What was all the right, question? All right, here, let's... Uh, all right, we'll go back to it later. We, so we, we won't show this on the stream because YouTube yeah. will give us a strike if I show this stuff. Don't do it. But, uh, you know, let's... Jeez. Yeah, Twitter video player sucks. I'm going to have to reload it. Well, you already saw that much. Let I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see what, but I'm assuming it was a butt plug? It was, it was a butt. So. It was a butthole. Uh, Roberto Clemente. Baseball. What is? Can you read the tweet for me? What does the tweet say? It says, yesterday we exposed the book ban hoax. If news stations could not show this explicit material on air, why should it be shown in schools? Oh, is that what it is? Okay, so they show genderqueer. There's some overt sex acts. There's uh, two little boys engaging in what some, they should not be showing children. And then where's the, uh, let me see. Is this, it's not playing audio. There's no sound coming out of this third grade and discrimination in a way that an individual by virtue of his or her race color sex or national origin is inherently racist or oppressive whether consciously or unconsciously here are the books parents found in florida schools and reported for removal what was found is shocking let's uh we'll make it bigger and then try and jump another in. this is an on stream right and asks. The audio it's not the audio, audio is okay well, that those are so big and if none of this causes you to pause there's another section where a group of boys masturbate together and are pressured to ejaculate into a bottle a mountain dew bottle of all bottles oh disgusting are these ideologically driven books oh here we go this is the really Erica bad one Nolan and matthew nolan was found in a broward county school God. and contains graphic depictions of how to masturbate for males and females while also including an entire section yeah, so that that's that's what Nikki Free was complaining about, that this is not appropriate for children circling the butthole and explaining how to use butt plugs and all that stuff. So you know, I kind of think I, I would need be. to. I would need to. I'm curious. So is this on a high school library? Are these like in restricted sections, or what is the access to these books like? Because now, now some of them are Because I thought it, I thought before it was just like a porn book. This seems like whether we agree or disagree, it seems like it's a guide for um, sexual exploration for teenagers. Essentially, is what it looks butt like. Butt plugs go a bit beyond that. You know they do, but kids stick a lot of weird things in their bodies. A lot of girls that do a lot of fucking dumb things. And yeah, we, we shouldn't and... be giving children books explaining how to use butt plugs. Pro probably not. I generally probably agree. Right, but no, you know. again, like I'm curious, like what and is that's the just access? It. That's what just the, it. It's yeah, like, hey, let's not have that book. The... What is the what is the access though? Right, because like again, if you tell me this is available to a second grader, that's a lot well, different he, than like. They, they actually, lot, I'm just saying that's a lot different than like he, he this said, is a high school book that like you have to be 18 and older to rent. They actually they actually did say this for anal sex with an encouragement to use a butt plug. Even more startling is the guide on how to sext for children, encouraging them to send photos that don't include your face, hide your birthmarks and scars, and edit out your piercings and tattoos. Books by Rupi Kaur, such as Homebody, Milk and Honey, and The Sun and Her Flowers. Let me let me jump back. There's another container. Hillsborough. Okay, here we go. They explain where they were found and how their kids were accessing them. Sure. What was found was shocking, graphic. Flamer by Mike Curato was found in Broward, Collier, Hillsborough, Marion, Seminole, and Volusia County schools. The camp the boys go to in the book has an island that the book says... Okay, so they basically just like outlined that it's in schools in Florida. Yeah, yep. I know. I'm just saying, like, you agree there's a difference between, like, this is, like, in a high school that you've got to be, like, a junior or older to check out versus this is in, like, the grade school library. These are two, like, pretty different things. Some of right? them are in grade schools, yes. Like, uh, gender queer. the reason it got so much attention is because it was in grade schools specifically. I think it was in, like, a sixth grade classroom or something. The teacher brought it in. I don't know. I, we, we, we cover all the stuff when it happens. Sure. We have to pull okay. it up right now. But, like, look. Yeah. Simply put, this is what conservatives have been complaining about. They're like, hey, you know, like, 
in Florida, they said, if you're in kindergarten to third grade, you should not have access to this stuff. They should not be teaching it. That's it. After that, you can do like whatever. Parents have a right to know about it. And they said that, in fact, teachers are still allowed to talk about identity and sexual orientation stuff, but not in a classroom setting, meaning a teacher could literally tell a student one on one if they asked, hey, what's that picture on your desk? Well, that's my husband or whatever. And they, oh, OK, that wasn't banned. What was banned was a classroom curriculum setting of educating kids on these issues and only kindergarten through third grade, though they are now expanding it to, I think, all through eighth grade or whatever. It is. I think it is important. The word children, because if you're 17 and tomorrow's your birthday, you're still a child. legally. Yeah, I guess it's like the thing that bothers me is that like conservatives will say things like we shouldn't teach this to children. And it's like that. I don't like some of these books would be incredibly inappropriate for like a six year old. But for like an 18 year old. I don't know. It'd probably be good to know some of this stuff. Well, right? um, an 18-year-old is totally different. I, I, I know, but that's it's including children. Say. So, like, for instance, like, I'll fight not over— Not in schools, man. Um, all, wait, what? not in schools? I don't think schools should have this stuff even for 17-year-olds. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to— Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, there's a lot of stuff available at a library. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I, I think like a video explain, a book showing how to use a butt plug is over the line. Sure. And even sex, if you do think that stuff is fine. Sure. Well, I mean, that's part of it, right? I really disagree. Like, you're talking about kink, and kink goes beyond basic sex Do education. Do you think that, like, uh, like toys for women should be discussed in books? No. Okay. They for probably should For be. kids, you mean? We, no, no, well, no, what do kids mean? For 17 and under, For, like, 17 18-year-olds. I think instruction manuals should not be in, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, that's just that, I think that's that my the, issue, the, the issue is that teenagers are engaging and there's a lot of especially conservative parents that like to pretend that teenagers don't do anything sexual until they're 18 and that's just not the case no, regardless what? of what they want to believe especially when half these conservatives get fucking pregnant at 16 17 18 anyway but there's a lot of people like to pretend that their kids aren't into anything sexual blah 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 um and then when it comes to children that are starting to explore and do these things stupid things happen where people are putting dumb things in their bodies they end up going to er's or worse they don't tell their parents at all and they have like these hugely complicated problems it's probably not the most common thing in the world but again i think that for like a 17 and 18 year old like books on this available at a school library that's not like assigned as part of the curriculum um I think you can argue whether or not it's a big deal or not. There's probably good arguments about sets, but it's way different than like an eight-year-old having access. But to that it. was part of the issue. The reason it comes up is because young kids did have access to these books, and that freaked people out. Sure, if that is the case, sure. Yeah. I just don't know if I believe that's the case yet. I don't know if I'm seeing anything compelling. But if it is, I agree. Like we, there, there should be an age-appropriate conversation around what's available to children. Well, right? so the kindergarten through sixth grade, like probably when, should have no access to when, any of this stuff. I think we'd agree with that, right? Ron DeSantis' administration comes out and says kindergarten through third grade, none of this stuff. The Democrats came out and lied and said it was don't say gay. Despite yeah, the fact that the, the bill issue, barred from people from also talking about straight marriage as well. The, I believe the issue with straight. that bill was that after it specified K through three, I want to say in the very next line, it said an age appropriate up to high school as well. I think there was a vague interpretation there. We can I look up the actual bill so. itself, but I'm almost positive that it included up through high school as a vague line after that K through three thing. I'm almost positive because I remember we read the, that we read the bill on stream. But um, e either way, it wasn't a don't say gay bill. You couldn't say straight either. No, well, the issue... You could not say straight. I don't this, know if that, that was true you couldn't say straight. The, it but it I did that not the, specify the word gay or anything. It just said you cannot talk about 
orientation or identity, which includes sure, all of it. Yeah, but the problem is you generally don't need to talk about an orientation if it's straight because that's just what you assume, right? They, I think that the, the main concern, the legal argument that I heard for the concern for the quote-unquote don't say gay bill was that that bill created a private cause of action that any parent could sue or bring legal action to any school whatsoever, whatever they wanted to, if they felt like one of these things was being brought up in an appropriate manner. And that might uh, extend to just saying that like an author of a poem is gay. You wouldn't necessarily say somebody is straight because that's just assumed, right? It's like in a movie, if we see like a husband and a wife kissing, nobody asks a question. But when two guys are kissing, it's like, well, why are they gay, right? Obviously, there's going to be a bit of a different treatment for gay relationships versus straight ones. Let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member at TimCast.com so you can watch the uncensored portion of the show, which will be live at 10, 10 p.m. over at TimCast.com. We'll put it up on the front page. And if you're a member, you have the opportunity to submit questions and actually call into the show and ask those questions. So we will be taking calls from our Discord channel. But for now, let's, uh, let's read some of these Super Chats. Daniel Kuhn says, isn't Destiny a girl's name? True. Well, well, how, where, where does Destiny come from? Is it just like a gamer tag? Yeah, when I was like eight years old. I was just, oh. yeah. <laughs> it was before the game. But yeah. Yes, unfortunately. Did they, the game make you more popular? Um, initially, it pissed me off because it kind of messed with my SEO, but I think I'm doing good it's now. It's trending so. on Twitter yeah. right now. Yeah, it always is. Because the game is usually trending. And then if I do anything, people talk about me too. So <laughs> it all gets mixed up. I still get emails every now and then from people that are asking me like, hey, can you reset the password on my Bungie account? And like, yeah, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> all right. Freedom Jeffrey, 1776 says, hi, Tim. How do I become an elite member? You sign up at TimCast.com for the $100 tier. And that makes you an elite member. And then you get access to the elite chat room. And uh, the people hanging out in the elite chat room are networking. That's the point. So uh, hopefully, though, it once we get our physical location set up, the third floor will be like the actual clubhouse. And it will be basically like a hillbilly version of a social club that people in New York have. So like in New York, they have the $50,000 a year clubs, like ridiculously expensive, like the Soho house or whatever. We're going to do the redneck version. Wait, you're going to have like an actual place in here where fans are coming? I have. Out, we have purchased a three-story building in West Virginia that we are putting on the first floor, a coffee shop. It's currently in oh. the planning phase. Okay. Second floor is going to be gaming and hangout. And then the third floor is the private club, which is going to be 100 bucks a month, substantially cheaper than your, your typical social club. So it's like the working class version of these things. So people can hang out, meet each other and collaborate, you know, gotcha. like clubs do. Your own Equinox. Cool. Is that what that is? Well, I mean, like in New York, I think the Soho House is like $50,000 a year to be a member. Damn. It's crazy. Yeah. Like 4000 something per month they pay. But then like there's free food, there's free drinks. You're hanging out with a bunch of rich people. So you're like, I got an idea for a business. And then someone connects you with someone else. That's power right there. Helps people uh, start businesses. All right. Wayback says DeSantis put out a perfect statement in regards to the Trump indictment. He said he won't assist in the extradition and it's a political a prosecution. He's won me back with that statement, Trump 2024, DeSantis 2028. I thought it was fine, um, but it's it's kind of like him being like, you know, don't count. I'm not involved as a, you know, so it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to give him a C minus, C minus. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. All right, let's grab some more. Mick Spencer says, hey, Destiny, thank you for being who you are and always holding fast to your principles. I enjoy seeing you on EFAP way back. What's that? What's EFAP? Oh, man, it's a show called Every Frame of Painting, where mm. they go over, like, movies, and it takes them, like, six hours to do a movie, and I've been on a couple of those, I think. Oh, they there. just break it down scene by scene? Yeah, frame by frame. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Max Reddick says, Tim, Sam Cedar seems to think you are afraid to debate him, claiming that you asked him to come on the show during COVID as his excuse for not coming on. Would you publicly ask him to come on the show? So the issue with Sam is uh, I've known him for a really long time. And I made a tweet where I was like, we, we typically invite people on the left to come on the show. And then they just never do. They never respond or they respond once. and They don't get back to us. And then Hassan and Sam both said, I'll totally do it. And so I privately messaged both of them and said, awesome, would be excited to have you, especially Sam, because Sam was the first guy to ever give me a shout out in media ever. He said like, oh, look at these guys, Occupy Wall Street, fantastic work. And uh, I was like, well, we'll cover the cost of everything. We'll fly you out. And then Sam basically was just like, I'm not going on your show. And then tweeted, accusing me of like, you know, making it up or something. Oh, it might have been a COVID thing because he just went on um, Patrick Ben David's show. He tweeted at me that he was going to come on the show and then privately was like, oh, I'm not coming out there. And then I'm like, okay, whatever. Like you said, you would. You actually set a date and everything. I told you the date. I told you the time. You said yes. You agreed. And now when I'm setting this up, you're like flaking out behind the scenes and then putting putting me on the spot. If Sam wanted to, would you host a debate with him on your show? No. And uh, Hassan, yes. Hassan politely messaged me and said, "Hey, look, man. I know I said I would. I feel kind of. He said something like, I feel pretty bad, but like I'm not comfortable flying right now with COVID.' And I was like, totally understand, dude. No problem." Later on, when I asked him again, he's like, bro, I host my own show. And I said, you are totally correct. Like the idea that I'm going to ask someone who hosts their own show to cancel their show to come on my show, I just totally get it. So if I like Kyle Kalinske, for instance, mm-hmm. has talked about coming on the show before, but I'm like, whenever you can, because I know you do your own show. Like I'm not, you know, if people want to come on the show. It's, it's, it's like doing me a favor. But the issue with Sam is that I, I believe he is like, he's a grifter. Like, you don't think he believes what he says? I believe, I think, I think maybe half of it. I think he doesn't know about a lot of issues and he says things just for the sake of shock value. He makes a bunch of videos. He's he, like, another thing is like, all he would do is rag on Dave Rubin. He's like one of those guys who makes a bunch of videos just talking about drama and people that I'm really not interested. And then the publicly agreeing to come on the show in good faith, like the, when I made a good faith offer and then privately backtracking and then putting it on me and now claiming I'm scared. Like the whole thing's a bit. Tim's scared to debate me. No, dude, he's just a low-brow grifter. Bro, I'll have you on anytime you want to come on. Like, here you are. Mm-hmm. And I think you're, you're like, substantially more uh, intelligent and capable of debate than Sam Cedar is. That's I mean, probably- obviously, that's true. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think Sam's a really smart guy. I mean, I can't, I can't speak to your private messages, but, um, yeah, I would hope. So I don't know. I don't, like, I don't view I, him as a grifter. I feel, I feel like Sam is pretty pretty. Honest. He's pretty smart compared to most of the people. If I, if I was scared of anybody in the left of debate, I think it would generally be I'll Sam tell Cedar, you. But. I'll tell you one of the personal negative experiences. <laughs> okay. But, like, still waiting to have him on the show was when I tried to explain to him deontological versus utilitarian moral philosophy. Oh, I watched this. And he didn't understand it. And so my like, how do you how do you convey an idea to someone who has who doesn't understand these concepts? Well, I went for pop culture and instead uh, like it was a it was a bunch of I remember because you said the villain is usually the utilitarian guy. I remember I watched this. Right. Clip. I remember. Yeah, a while and ago. so my, I said when I think we we're talking about universal healthcare, and I said it's utilitarian versus deontological morality or ethics. Right. Deontological ethics is basically stating that you cannot take an immoral action against an individual regardless of the outcome. And utilitarian thinking is an, in, uh, uh, an action against an individual, which is unethical, is justified if it benefits the greater. And Sam was like, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, how do I debate a guy who doesn't understand these concepts? Well, me thinking like I'm here to convey ideas in good faith said, think about Thanos versus like Captain America. Thanos wants to wipe out. And then his response was to make a video and all of his fans mocking me for talking about Marvel. But here's a better one. When we released our first song, he ran it through an audio filter to make it sound bad and then played it on his show, calling it calling it garbage and lying about it. 
I just saw like that. The, the dude is just the lowest of low tier grifters. Did he? I feel like I saw them. I Bro, watched he them. ran my song. Through I watched, an audio filter. Was he on that episode? Because it was the girl and the other guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if he was on the show. But. Sam Cedar's show played uh -huh. my, played the song we put out and put it through this weird filter to make it sound like garbage. Okay. And that song actually did really well. It's the best song we, we've had so far. Charted on Billboard in a bunch of different categories. Mm -hmm. And then they're just like, oh, it's so bad. Oh, man, it sounds like Nickelback. And I'm like, if anything, it sounds like emo, not Nickelback. Sure. You know, I'll point like, something out about fake. Sam. It's just all fake grifting. Sam went okay. on Patrick Bet David's uh, Valuetainment podcast. Yep, I thought it was it. very mm -hmm. cool. I didn't see the whole thing, but they talked about Medicare, they talked about finances. And then Sam, you put up a video on your channel that says, it's a picture of you and Pat, and it says, Sam Cedar debates rich guy who hates taxes. Like, you didn't even use his name. That's yeah, dirty, thing, dude. dude. It's all grifting. It's no, all fake garbage. Like, he's a huge podcaster. You got you should make a big deal out of that. He's grifting. Well. But I love you, Sam. I don't want to fight on every point. That's part of the YouTube game. People do that. I'm sure if I go through your channel, I'm sure you guys have got like thumb, crazy thumbnails and titles and stuff. Like, I think my editor probably puts up crazy thumbnails. Like, there are times where I ask him, like, why didn't you have this person's name? And he's like, oh, like, this, they don't do well on the algorithm. Like, you can't put that person's name in the title. It'll fuck the video up or whatever. Wait, maybe that's yeah, but, some of but, theirs. But, but, yeah, but actually, mm -hmm. Valuetainment Podcast would would algorithmically be boosted way more than Rich Dude, which is very generic. Sure, possibly. Yeah. When you say grifter, what do you mean by that? I'm just curious. In the literal sense, I believe that. His shtick is to say things to convince people to watch as opposed to say things principally, which mm -hmm. attract an audience. Okay. So like me personally, yeah, there's a bunch of positions where like my opinion has evolved or changed, notably mm -hmm. with like police. We had Michael Mouse on the show. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my position changes more towards, yeah, okay, maybe the cops aren't as, you know, I'm not going to defend the cops as much as I used to. Uh, for someone like Sam, like his people, whether it was him or otherwise, running my song through an audio filter to make it sound bad. Like, that's just weird and dirty. And, and, and there's been other instances. Like, seriously, though, I don't really care to think about the guy. Okay. But when I publicly said, like, bro, I would love to have you on the show here, I'm thinking, like, I've deb debated him before. I know there were, like, people got their hoots and hollers out of it. Mm -hmm. But it would be great to have him on the show. And then he pulls this stunt. I'm just like, the dude played me and then made it seem like I'm the one who backed out. It was all a grift to rally his audience. Hassan didn't do that. Hassan outright told me, like, I'm not comfortable traveling during COVID. Sorry, bro. And I was like, I appreciate it, man. Mm -hmm. And that was the end of it. I saw a tweet from Destiny about a week ago that says, I'm about to, I forgive everybody from my past. Something like that. I'm moving forward. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> more of that. All right. All right. Let's read some more super chats. Free men die free says nobody will tolerate a Trump indictment while Bush, Biden, and Obama roam free while being guilty of acts of treason and war crimes. Powder keg is lit. Whether, uh, I'll say this to you, Destiny. Mm -hmm. Whether you agree with them having committed crimes, the sentiment, I think you would agree among the people of this country is probably there, right? Yeah, the sentiment is there. But again, I think we have to it's important to ask from a judicial point of view, like, what is the crime being committed? Because sometimes we just really don't like somebody. We want them to be like arrested. You know, I agree. And I think you made a good point about think about if it was Hillary or Trump and like switch the positions. Mm -hmm. I think the greater point often that I talk about, though, is the emotional state of this country can't tolerate something like this. It doesn't matter if it's true or correct. What matters is. We know Trump supporters are going to outright be like, it's BS, it's unjust, end of story. Maybe, but I feel like oh, there on, is, I agree with you to some extent, but I, I, I think that a country's strength is measured by the veracity of its institutions. And when your judicial institutions start to bend to the whims of whatever is politically expedient, you might be creating a more scary world than if you have to tolerate some tumultuous short-term period of political unrest. I think that's a really important thing to consider. Um, you, you're in a really scary area when judges are thinking like, we could indict this guy, but man, you know, it's going to be really rough on Fox News for the next like seven days. Like, but that's, that's how it goes. 
It's like Chauvin. Same Sh- thing. Or, or the Ahmed Arbery case. You know about the Ahmed Arbery case, right? <laughs> I'd imagine you'd be on the right side of that one. Um, those were the the guy that got chased down who was jogging in the neighborhood or whatever. Well, the 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 felony burglary suspect who was fleeing the scene of a crime. It's oh, amazing. Man. We're gonna have a way different. This is the one where like. Well, did you watch the trial? Um, parts of it, but this is a long time ago. So the prosecution outright stated he was a felony burglary suspect. If you if you if you get your news from like corporate press oh, or whatever. God, I'm not familiar with the case. Do you, are you? Um, well, then just look into it because I think I think you'd come out on the right I side. I did, of but there were like there were so many claims. Like somebody claimed that, for instance, like he didn't have tennis shoes on; he had boots on or whatever. But then I that, saw pictures of what it was. Like, no, these are not boots. Right, that, like, that, that's that, a lie. That's right? material. So the issue was the police went door to door. Everybody had known that someone had been committing burglaries. A gun had been stolen from a vehicle. Okay. The cops showed the picture of Ar- Ahmed Arbery to the bunch of the, the neighbors. When Aubrey entered a home under construction and was seen, neighbors all called each other. Someone witnessed the guy running down the street, and they were like, hey, that's the guy. The McMichaels got in the truck and chased after him, were told by police not to pursue, but pursued anyway. They were in front of him. Arbery had a guy behind him who was filming the whole time. Arbery ran around the truck and then grabbed Travis, I think it was Travis Michael's shotgun, and they fought over it. It went off into his chest, killing him. I think we can make a whole bunch of arguments about whether they should have followed or not followed, but the fact that the dude who simply filmed it is spending the rest of his life in prison, I think says a lot about the fact that it was, it was totally bunk. You know what I mean? Like that guy. Should- I, I wish I could cut. Fuck! I hate myself that I'm not familiar with this case. I feel like this is one of those things where we go home and we'll look into it, and it's going to be completely different than how you've said it. No, I'm not. I just I can't comment because I don't. I don't I'm know not, the details. I'm, not, of it, I'm sure. not coming out here saying he robbed. He stole a, a lollipop from a little kid while wearing uh, you know construction boots, and they came to his jogging. I'm giving you like so. The the conviction was due to the fact that under the citizen's arrest law, there was a potential interpretation where the gist of it is. If it's a misdemeanor, you had to have witnessed the crime. But if it's a felony, you're allowed to make a citizen's arrest without being a witness to the crime. The issue was it was an old law that was written in a simplistic way that had like a comma or something. And the, the, the jury instructions by the judge was you interpret how you how you see it. The prosecution argued, regardless of a felony or misdemeanor, you had to be a witness. And the defense argued, no, 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 there's two different clauses here. If it's a misdemeanor, you need to be a witness. However, it's a felony, you can make an arrest. The jury decided to take the the prosecution's interpretation, and thus they were convicted. So simply put, the left argues he was trespassing. No, no, no. The the prosecution outright said he was a suspect in a felony burglary. But because they did not witness the felony burglary, they they had no justification for a When they say he was a witness for a felony burglary, what is that? Or or, that he was a suspect suspect for a felony burglary. What does that mean? It means he had illegally entered a private residence. Had he? Yes. He's on camera doing it. Okay. Yeah. And so the left said, he's just trespassing. He's just, no, no, like burglary does not mean theft. It means when you illegally sure. enter someone's property. And then, so then the story that you're telling me is these three guys were just following him Two in guys. a truck. Two guys. The third guy saw him running on the street and started filming on his phone. Okay. Completely unrelated to the McMichaels. Mm-hmm. He got charged along with him and is spending the rest of his life in prison. That's a crazy story. I'll look at I'll look I'll, I'll, it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll try to look it up more because I yeah when I because when I argue with left leaning people about Rittenhouse they give me crazy interpretations as well but that's that's the case I'm far. But more we were right about Rittenhouse. Um, <clears throat> you yeah, were right about Rittenhouse. Sure, yeah, but that, it's, that's just a case I'm more familiar with. But um, I think I think if you if you look into the Arbery case you're gonna be like oh wow yeah like the when what, when, when the Arbery case what did, what did he enter? There was a house under construction. He's on camera going into the property and mm-hmm. like he looks around and then he leaves. That's felony burglary. Now, I'm not, I'm not here to argue semantics or morality. I'm saying that's literally under the law felony burglary, which mm-hmm. the McMichaels use as justification. So there had been a string of literal burglaries. Like, okay, let me slow down. Sure. There had been a string of colloquially defined burglaries where someone entered property and took items. Uh-huh. 
the the circumstance in question that he was a suspect on was he was caught on camera entering private property, looking around and then leaving. Mm -hmm. That makes him, you know, that, that if that is proof that he committed the crime, that is felony burglary. We've actually dealt with this. So people need to understand this. If you have property with no fence, no barrier, mm -hmm. people are allowed to walk on your property and do whatever they want. All you can do is ask them to leave. If you put up a sign saying no trespassing and they walk onto your property, they're now guilty of a slap on the wrist trespassing charge because they've been given a warning. If you take a piece of thread, a tiny piece of thread and wrap it around your property and someone goes underneath it, they've now committed felony burglary because they have bypassed a physical barrier, regardless of what that barrier is. So when he entered the house, he had committed a felony. Now he wasn't convicted of it. I don't know. The point was there were a string of burglaries and the police were asking people, have you seen this man? Mm -hmm. So when they saw him run into the street, they were like, that's the guy the cops told us about. Chased after him, called the police. The police said, do not pursue. They okay, hold on. So anyway. when you say this, okay, Jesus Christ, it's been so long and I didn't cover this one closely. So when you say the cops told him that, right? So mm. I'm just, I'm looking at an article from The Independent. The white father and son accused of murdering Ahmed Aubrey were told by police that he wasn't a burglar days before they chased the black 25-year-old and shot him dead in the street, according to prosecutors. So was, were the prosecutors lying there or did the police specifically say that this guy was not a burglar? I, uh, we need, we need, I need to know where that article's from because if, if I'm talking about facts after the case. Um, these are opening statements relating to, uh, begin Friday morning on the trial of the three white men accused of murdering black 25 year old Ahmed Arbery. The police went to them and said, we're looking for this man. He is a felony burglary suspect. The issue. Because apparently the prosecutors also shared statements from the suspects where they admitted that they did not believe that he'd even stolen anything. Apparently St Gregory McMichael. Burglary though. That's the, that's the important distinction. Burglary is illegally entering a premises. Yeah, but were they chasing, the but that, but they, they were chasing him because they thought that he had carried out other burglaries. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But but apparently he wasn't um, he, he wasn't just jogging right. This is not look. Yeah, but bro, I'm saying like was the citizen's arrest was the citizen's arrest because he walked into a property because they thought he was stealing shit. A gun had gone missing and they thought he was the guy who did it. Yeah, there, there was a string of thefts. But then it, but then when burglars. Gregory McMichael is here telling investigators, I don't think the guy's actually stolen anything out of there. Um, for statements relating to seeing that him. was a video where uh -huh. he enters a building and then leaves. They believe that that was evidence that he had been the person who had actually been stealing things. A few weeks prior to the incident, a gun had been stolen from a vehicle. That's the most pronounced part of the story. Gotcha. So regardless also, of Also, this is saying like, Travis Michael shot Mr. Arbery three times with a shotgun. That sounds like it went off more than once. You should watch the video. Okay. In, 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 in the video, when they were fighting over it? It's both, off camera. So, so here's the issue. Okay. If two, if two people are holding a gun, they're both in possession of the gun. Sure. So it's not as simple to say in a news story that he shot him three times. That's a prosecution. Yeah, but two argument. people holding a shotgun and it, fighting it, over it, and then it goes off three times. Semi, Probably semi it went shotgun. off. He was still holding it, and then he then he fired it. Two semi auto. Times. Okay, a shotgun. You fired yep. a shotgun before, right? Oh yeah. Well, two people holding, even with buckshot, if you pull a trigger with two people, that shotgun's gonna go flying. So it's really weird if you watch the video. You can see both of their hands are on uh -huh. it, and they're shaking it back and forth. They had tight grips. I don't just, <laughs> okay, maybe I'll, I'll look it up. I'll but, look it up but also, take, take into consideration sure. the statements of the defense and the prosecution mm -hmm. are going to favor their view of the story. Of course. I and the, the ultimate conclusion was based on the fact that they were performing a citizen's arrest, but because they had not witnessed a felony in progress, uh -huh. they had no right to perform a citizen's arrest. Sure. Thus, and because the cops told them explicitly to back off. Apparently. Exactly. And that he wasn't a burglary suspect. He, he was. But the cops, the cops said, the cops said, said the, apparently the, the prosecutor said that the cops had made the statement to these people days earlier that he explicitly was not a burglary suspect. They, do, they, are, is there, do we have the video to watch? 
the video of, of the shooting the shotgun yeah i'm curious oh i mean i'll try and pull it up but i gotta be honest we recently tried pulling it up it's really hard to find but let's let's okay, read sure. some yeah, more yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, go. i don't want to we'll, we'll, yeah, but, but anyway my, my point is just this not mm -hmm. that it's like the clearest cut case of self-defense like with kyle rittenhouse sure but it's that this guy's not a jogger it's not so simple say like three guys lynched this dude or whatever that's wait was point. he not a jogger do we he, not he, think like come on bro <laughs> like you think a guy <laughs> drove 26 miles from his house to jog through a random suburban neighborhood um, I don't even know if that's how this reminds me of like when people like did Rittenhouse go to a whole other state to defend his property The dude didn't live there Yeah, sure, but I don't know where he like why I don't know where he lives well, <laughs> Maybe know, we'll, we'll, maybe he lives in an apartment complex. He drives for us a joke. I don't know. I truly don't yeah. know. I don't know Yeah, we'll but, read some more super chats okay. and then we'll 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 talk more, mm -hmm. you know with members only I don't want to uh, would a guy would a guy drive 26 miles to walk into a construction site and walk away I'm not sure like that's what he apparently did well, but it, well purportedly it was jogging, right? So they say he was jogging, but there's video you can watch of him entering this property. And, and then the left was like, well, he was just looking around, you know, it's like, come on. He's jogging and then decides to go look around in someone's private property. It's just weird. It's well, if it's an under construction site, I don't know. No, Regardless. dude. Seriously? <laughs> You're telling me that a shotgun went up three times in a guy's chest while he was fighting over it. That's a seriously question, right? Watch the video. I don't know. <laughs> I want to see the video. But do your super chats. Go, sorry. But no, but like the idea that someone went jogging that decides to, in the middle of the night, jog in the middle of the night and then go into someone's house just doesn't seem to make sense. Construction site, but yeah. But, but like, it's not like a barren frame. It's a house. Okay. It's a fully constructed house. Gotcha. And there's like materials inside. They're doing the interior, but whatever. Okay. All right. Let's see what we got here. Um, Mike Casanelli with big old super chat. It just says, celebrate the first super chat. Oh, well, thank you very much. Nice. They started doing that thing where it's like, whenever you super chat for the first time, you get an award or something oh. on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And the little YouTube chat. Nice. Do you guys have memberships for your YouTube yet? Uh, we, we, we had members only chat, but we switched to just running a discord cause it's better oh, gotcha. and then let people do the free chat. I mean, you can pay for memberships on YouTube to get little icons next to your name. If you guys, yeah, so. we do. We do yeah. have that. They have little beanies. Oh, cute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you get uh bocus and, and Roberto junior emojis. Gotcha. All right. Let's see. Let's grab, let's grab some good ones while we're here. Iggy the Incubus says, seeing as Pandora's box is open, can we indict Bush for lying to America to justify Iraq's invasion? What about Obama for Abdul Amar al-Alaki? Uh, Abdul Rahman. I'm lucky. Um, I mean, how about we just go for Bush and the Iraq invasion and all that stuff? Should he be arrested for that? No I mean, break a law? I mean, is it illegal for the president to lie to its citizens? I don't know. Is that a law? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a law. <laughs> Man. Protected speech. It should be like declaring war. All right. Let's uh, let's grab some super chats. I'm trying. I'm trying to I'm trying to find a good one, you know, so uh, bear with me, guys. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim Libby, listen to you. In an article about Biden saying trans people shape our nation's soul, no affirming care, only only child sex change and medical mutilation. Nice. Correct words. Oh, hi, destiny. I know I'm always yelling at the post millennials for me. And they like they listen to the show and Libby's always hanging out. So it's like they know like I, they know I know that they're they're going to listen. But they wrote an article where they said something like assault rifle. And I was like, it's not an assault rifle. So they fixed it. And then they called something gender affirming care. And I'm like, just call it a child sex change. All right. What do we got? Just a lot of people who don't like Destiny. Based. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got Noob Actual says, hey, Tim, I appreciate your insight on the show you give. I'd love to see you guys reach out to Lucas Botkin. He has very radical, really traditional 2A views. Top-notch American. Very interesting. All right. Yo, uh, Yomenai Gaming says, this is infuriating. Destiny is outright wrong about Trump. He never threatened to withhold aid. Biden did that on camera. Look up the Trump call. Is that true? That, today's the first I've ever heard that Trump was threatened to withhold aid also. Pretty sure that's what he got impeached for. 
That was that was the news narrative. But to be fair, we should probably just pull up the actual transcript of the call and then be right about as, as to whether it was or wasn't. All right. And just uh, let's see. Here's another one that says Destiny's a liar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. John Casey says, does anyone believe that Trump can receive a fair trial in New York, let alone in New York City? They want to take this farce to court. Fine. But they should have to change it as a neutral to a neutral venue as possible to as neutral a venue as possible. What does that mean? Uh, it shouldn't be tried in New York City. Yeah, but I mean, like, what would be a neutral venue for Donald J. Trump? <laughs> uh, northern, uh, north, northern. Uh, if you go north of New York City, literally 45 minutes, you actually get a 50-50 zone. Sure. You get a jurisdiction with a court that's I'm just like, saying that, like, I'm imagining, like, interviewing jurors. Like, do you have a strong opinion on Donald Trump? Like, it feels like everybody's going to be incredibly... Well, no, but there's, there's a jur- there's like, if you go 45 minutes north of New York, like not even 40 of Manhattan, mm-hmm. if you go just north of like the Bronx, it's 50-50 Republican Democrat. Mm-hmm. So if they asked people, you'd get people to be like, yeah, I voted for him. Sure. Oh, yeah. No, but I mean, like, t- like typically a, a jury's supposed right. to be unbiased. It's not supposed to be six in favor of him, six against him. It's supposed right, to be like, right, just right. Ran- yeah. like it's just going to be heated. Yeah. There's no way to get a jury who's going to be like, I don't know who this man is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have strong opinions on. Yeah. Do you know who this man is? I do. He was the president. Do you like him? Oh, boy. That's going to be scary, too, because there's going to be people who are going to look around and, and they're going to be thinking they do like him, but they're not going to say it publicly. William Jones says, Tim, you need to get update on your two-way rights. You can use weed and have guns. Courts gave it the OK about a month ago. I don't think that's on the uh, the forms right now. I don't think it's on the forms. All right. El Rojo Grande says Obama was sued by the ACLU for that strike and lost. The courts have already decided it wasn't lawful, which can only mean it was a crime, just never charged. Hmm. Wait, what is that? If they sued him for that and lost, how did they decide it was unlawful? Uh, yeah, it depends. Was it a, was it like a wrongful death suit? Like it depends on what the lawsuit was. Uh-huh. But you know, like wasn't OJ? He he won the criminal case but lost the civil case. Sure. And then he wrote a book called "If I Did It," and mm-hmm. then the family won the rights to the book, and then made the "if" really, really small. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just says, "I did it." You know, <laughs> that was funny. All right. David Morton says, I disagree with Destiny on almost everything, but he has my respect for standing up to the online jihadis. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Russell Miller says, Tim and Destiny, true centrists. I can agree and disagree with both of you on different topics, but I recognize legitimacy of your stances. White pill episode. What is that supposed to mean? I think it means that like... I'm half Cuban. I don't appreciate that. Well, like people think you're being honest about your views. I don't you're not appreciate being to be called white pilled. White, white pilled. It just means optimism. Okay. Yeah. I'll let slide for now. Wipeo means you, you give them hope for the future. Okay. Yeah, it's a good thing. Dye your hair blue. It's a, it's a good thing. Dye your hair blue. Yeah, a lot of, lot of blue hair comments. Yeah. What, bro, what made you decide to dye it blue? Charity. Oh, interesting. But now I like it because it triggers the ever-living hell out of people. I'm like the blue-haired guy, cuck, that everybody hates. So. Well, Excellent. there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's what we're going to do. If you haven't already, would you kindly, uh, oh, here, here we go. Uh, Ant345 says, when I worked on a house under construction, someone robbed about $3,000 in tools and materials. That happens a lot. That happens a lot. All right. If you haven't already, would you, oh, wait, hold on. I got to read one more. Spidge B says, Sam Cedar is obsessed with Tim. Half of his thumbnails have Tim Pool in the headline. If you're going to go low, go get Ethan Klein. He'll bring Cedar like he did to Crowder. Two for one. Ha, 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 ha. All right. Smash the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Become a member at TimCast.com. Go to TimCast.com. Click join us. 
Sign up, join the Discord server, chat with all of the people as the show's going on, and your chat appears on screen. And if you're in the VIB chat, meaning you've been a, you've been a member for at least six months, or you sign up at the $25 tier, you can submit questions and maybe even get selected to call into the show and ask questions, which we will be taking tonight. So that members-only show will be up in about 10 minutes. Don't miss it. It'll be live on the front page of TimCast.com. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL everywhere. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Destiny, do you want to shout anything out? YouTube.com slash Destiny, Instagram.com slash Destiny, and Twitter.com slash The Omni Liberal. And also, for the show that uh, Tim is doing and me, um, I don't think we'll be on the same one, but Festival.Minds.com. If you want to buy tickets to the event going on in Austin, buy the guys that are working at Minds.com. Yeah. I actually, right I checked that URL, and it didn't take me to a ticket page. So it might be uh, tickets.VulcanPresents.com at the moment. They may end up changing that and doing both. Oh, true. Yeah, Sean, good one. If you're listening to me, you gave me the wrong link, so suffer. <laughs> so you can go to tickets.vulcanpresents.com, and that's where you can get the tickets. April 15th, Minds Fest. Damn. Sean. If you want to see Stephen debate Milo, it's going to be happening on April 11th, University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Uncensoredamerica.us for tickets for that. And up more coming Vex were come back to Penn State after Girl Spun Alex Stein, so... We'll see what happens next time. People that, follow you on Twitter? Oh, what's that? I was going to say, that's going to be interesting because between the two of you, I don't know how anyone's going to talk. Like you mean me and Milo? We're going to yeah. moderate it. Yeah. It's going to be a little to. physical gesticulation. Yeah. Show your feelings. Is he straight now or? He's an, so, ambiguous. Well, no. So here, here's the thing. The media lied about it. Oh, he okay. says ex-gay. He says, he, he, Milo explained that he is still attracted to men, but he abstains. He's less so of he's a more degenerate celibate. now. He's kind of given up the degeneracy lifestyle. And so for that, if he's not having sex with men at the moment, it doesn't necessarily mean he's straight or gay. He's just celibate. He prefers reformed sodomite. Yeah. He's not straight. What if he had sex with women? But he, so his, his point was that when he came out and said this, he's still attracted to men, Uh but he's choosing to abstain from sex altogether. Oh, altogether. The media came out and said, he's claiming he's straight now. And he never said that. Are you really gay if you abstain completely? I don't know. I wonder what makes you gay, the act of sex or wanting it. All right, all right. Let's get to the members only section. <laughs> right. I'll be in you follow me on the internet anywhere. We also have Serge Dupreya. Yeah, Serge.com. Let's get to the members only. All right, everybody. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in about seven or so minutes. Thanks for hanging out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.